um, it's tough. It's tough being 39. Don't get old, bro. Oh, Sucks. you can't stop that. No, yeah, you can try. Just turned 33. I'm getting older every day. This is true. This is very true. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Beautiful Barbarians. Today, we are hanging out with a probably, I'll say the second largest human being I've ever met. Um, my buddy, Adrian Myers. And uh, of course, with me as always, my faithful co-host, Yogi. How are you? Adrian has a look of disdain after you said that. I want, I want to put that out there. It's uh, very the, the second largest? Very upset oh, by second the second largest? Line. You might be right. Not well, right I, 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 I think in 2015, I competed against Hafthor Bjorns in the mountains. Oh, that's a giant. Yeah, well, yeah. That's why I said you're that's the second. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, you're not a six foot nine, 420 yeah, pound yeah, Icelandic yeah, yeah. man. He at least by five inches. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he had me by about five or six inches and about 100 pounds. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's a monster. Um, so, no disrespect. You're the oh, second no, biggest. Oh, no, I don't take any. <laughs> Sometimes I don't want to be this big. So. <laughs> um, same way, same way. It gets to be a bit of a chore. Yes. Yeah. Dude, there, like there are cars I can't buy. You ever I, I, think, I think my car is a big problem with one of the big reasons I have a fucked up neck. I Constantly just trying to fucking see under the windshield. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd get a bigger car. And no, like, I, my brother owned a car, and I drove it a few times, and my back just started tightening up, and I'm like, maybe an SUV. Then I bought an SUV, and I'm like, my leg space is cramping, so got to buy a truck. Invested in a truck, then gas prices started skyrocketing, <laughs> and I'm like, I used to budget for $50 on gas. Yeah. Now I budget $100. Yeah. You yeah. know, what am I going to do, walk? My no. job is 30 minutes from my apartment. And if you do too much cardio, you'll lose the muscle mass. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Yeah, we don't do cardio. No. Well, you don't. I have to now. Um, but yeah, we got Adrian with us. Uh, first off, congratulations on your 804 for a double oh, deadlift. Yeah, um, how are your thumbs? Because I saw it was double overhand hook grip. Afterwards, not so great. <laughs> Five minutes after, I was good. Okay, they're not completely numb yet. No. You don't wrap them? No. Sometimes the biggest issue is using your phone right afterwards. For some reason, it just seems like a certain section of your thumb just does not... Your, the sensors don't pick up on the touchscreen, so... Really? Hold, holding an 805-pound bar with just your thumbs doesn't... Should, like, yeah, fuck your thumbs up a little bit? it's a section of the thumb, though. It's not the whole thumb. I don't grip it. It's just I mean, a it's the, section. It's your inner thumb. I feel like that's where all the nerves are. It don't hurt. Hey, you know what? Nobody, no, said, goes nobody, nobody said strength was uh, cheap. Yeah, it's true. You know, beauty it, is it pain. hurts. Don't get me wrong, it hurts. But after a while, it's like, oh yeah, I just grip it. It hurts. It hurts. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even if you live a sedentary lifestyle, you just lay on the couch. Your back hurts. This is true. Yeah, you this know. is very true. My mom is always like, oh, be careful lifting all those weights. And I'm like, mom, if you walk outside, you step wrong, you could break your foot. It's true. Yeah, very so true. Like, you know, I don't go out just thinking about hurting myself. I try to, you, you don't just get up and pull 800 pounds. You work up to it. Yeah. At one point, I couldn't pull 600. Yep. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. You might as well grievously injure here. yourself doing something you love. Oh, yeah. 
Because you could walk outside and get hit by an airplane tomorrow. Yep. I mean, um, no, there's yeah. a, there's a, that's, it's a hunt. You're spot on. There's a hundred percent chance you're going to deal with pain at some point throughout your day. Yeah. You might as well make it worth it. Might you're, as well make it voluntary. filing documents. You get a paper cut. Yeah. You know? That's why I stay away from filing documents. I don't do it. It's actually against my religion. Um, so yeah, so I get, uh, for, for everybody who doesn't know Adrian, he is a 314 pound. How tall are you? Six, three and three quarters. I just say six, four. We're going to go with six, four. <laughs> Nobody's going to begrudge you the quarter inch yeah. and, uh, uh, immigrated over to America from Jamaica yeah. and, uh, found powerlifting and, um, personally from the, the, the over a decade I spent in strength sports. I'm not blowing smoke up your ass, and I'm not trying to toot your horn, but you are going to be a force to be reckoned with in the very near future in the world of powerlifting. Considering you're all natural at 33, yeah. yeah. Uh, so when I first like, when I first started lifting, I was like 14. I was a fat kid. People would say chubby, but growing up in Jamaica, I was like, oh, you're a fat guy. You know, <laughs> I changed my name up. I won't say what it was before, but it wasn't growing up. At like 13, 14, actually, when I was 12 and I started high school, I had a nickname growing up. Yeah. I switched it because I don't think it was demonstrative enough. Okay. I changed it to Rhino. I had a friend paint that Rhino on my backpack. Okay. And everybody started calling me Rhino. And I was like, yes, this is what I want to be called. Well, that's good that it stuck. And it stuck. Yeah, it stuck right out to... I went to when I went to college, uh, they have this whole system where they like break you in. And everybody gets a grub name. In college? In college. Hazing, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, you would say hazing. So they would try to... Was this just regular college? Or you a, were... I went to a predominantly sports college. A GC Foster okay. Sports College. Okay. All right. Phys- physical Education and Sports. Okay. It's one of the... It's, I think it's, it might be the only one in the English-speaking Caribbean. It was donated by Cuba back in the early 80s. No shit. Yeah. So Jamaica and Cuba have like a close tie, but not to stray away. They gave me a name. They called me Goliath. And uh, the senior that gave me the name, I looked him in the face and said, that, that will not stick. I came here with the name and everybody knows me by that name because I came here for a reason to play basketball. Okay. And everybody in the basketball circle knows me as Rhino and that's not going to change. <laughs> Even my coach, my coach never called me Adrian. Yeah. Matter of fact, for the first year and a half, he never called me by my name. He said, you, go over there. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And then afterwards, like we butted heads too at cer- certain points in my years in college. And then eventually he started saying, Rhino. And I'm like, yes, I got your approval. <laughs> you, you recognize me now, you know what I mean? But yeah, I started lifting when I was 14 because of basketball. And over the years, I started watching YouTube videos and pros getting ready to play mm-hmm. sports and i got involved and i got enthralled by it and i was like yeah this feels good yeah and then eventually i start i see movies and i'm like i will never be small i will never be skinny like these guys playing professional sports so eventually i'm like you know what i'm gonna be big i want to be big my way yeah i don't want to be the big fat kid i want to yeah. be the big brawly kid yeah, yeah sure and then Fantastic Four came on. I remember what year, 2004, 5, one of those, one of those. And I saw the thing and I'm like, yeah, 
I want to look like the thing. You want to be Ben Grimm. Oh, yeah. Big and massive. Yep. You know, yep. and then after a period of time, I started realizing that, you know, I love basketball. I really love it. But I think I enjoy the process more than actually playing the game. What do you mean by the process? Like the lifting. Okay. You know what I mean? Like the not, grind. And then lifting wasn't a thing for the average Setting basketballer. The goals and, yeah. yeah, so like... Oh, I can get stronger. Oh, I can jump higher now. Cause I started playing. I started playing basketball late too. Fourteen. Who starts playing basketball at fourteen and has like hopes of? Oh, I hope I get a scholarship. I I don't know. LeBron James maybe. Oh, LeBron started when he was a baby. Yeah. I wish I did. I you don't. Know? I don't follow basketball at all. Once, once the uh, uh, the Bulls won their uh, their sixth. It's a real current when you I've see a guy. Space Jam. What's that? I've seen Space Jam. Yeah, so you yeah. know what's up. It's a rare occurrence when you see a guy 6'4 <laughs> from outside of America get a scholarship. Yeah. Because it's not the norm to see a guy 6'4 being a, a full-on guard with handles and ability to shoot. It's rare. So when you do see those guys and they get like scholarships, it's like junior colleges. Yeah. And then from a junior college, it'd be a great thing if you could get a pro contract in Mexico or somewhere in Europe, somewhere out there, you can make some money. But... It's rare you see a guy six foot four or under seven foot, let's say six nine, yeah. get a scholarship to come to the US and be in a division one, division two college and has the opportunity to go to college and go to the NBA, become pro in whatever sure. sport. You know what I mean? So at a point I realized that I'm six four. I don't have the best handers in the world. Sure, I'm explosive for my size because I was six four, two twenty five, two thirty. I was good, I could dunk. Real good. I was not like a dunk contest dunker, but I could put my elbow to the rim, maybe. I had like a 40, 40 plus vert. But at a point, I realized that I enjoyed the lifting. And I would always lift at home games. I would always go to the gym before a game, get a little pump going, and I, was all, I would always feel the best. Yeah, well, you look good. That. You feel good. You got the well, endorphins going. Engaged, you got the yeah. blood flowing. Yep. And then... Mine's ready to go. And then in my third... Second or third year, I think, second year, basketball ended in time, mm-hmm. the first semester. And then the second semester, I remember standing on the field, looking. And every year, because I, I wanted to get a scholarship, right, to come mm-hmm. to the U.S. and play. And coaches would always come down and go, this guy could play some football. Because, again, I'm six three and a half, six four, somewhere there, sitting. And, and you can move. I could move, and I'm... 230 plus, 225 you, you on a good day. You would be a monster linebacker. Yeah, and then coaches would always come and go, this guy could play football, but nobody would ever come up to me and go, would you play football? Nobody would. So what do you think that is? I, well, you, football so, isn't a popular thing in Jamaica. It's not oh, like, you know. Okay. And then even though I'm like, oh, it's soft compared to rugby. Because a lot of football, a lot of rugby players don't wear pads. And they, so... I think there is a, I, I forget what show I was listening to today. There was actually a debate between football players and rugby players. And I think the pads make football a more violent and damaging sport than rugby. Because in rugby, you know you're not wearing pads. You're like, okay, I can't, I can't blast this dude full on just recklessly yep. and come out of it okay. So I have to be... Tactical and smart when I when I when I crush people. The first Whereas thing they like, teach you in rugby: put your head to the side, leave it to your shoulder. Yeah, 
Fuck yeah. I see football players, they're leading with their head like a spear. Like a goddamn meat man. Well, they think the, the helmet's going to protect them. That's the thing. They have a, so what they have is it? Increase the likelihood of... Uh, CTE. What kind? Yeah, CTE. Because it yeah. gives them a false sense of security. They feel like they're wearing the suit of armor, so I can just run full board somebody well, and the, smash them. The helmet actually increases the brain rattling when you're on an impact. So your, your brain rattles anytime you hit your head, well, yeah. but the, the, the helmet actually increased it. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. That was why CTE started happening so much more. Because I doubt if you've ever heard a professional rugby player with uh, with CTE. No, I don't think I've. Ever I mean, heard I'm, I'm sure they're out there. And no, and, and at, at a certain point, I think they were hiring rugby coaches to teach yeah, the pros how to tackle. I think that's a great you idea. Know, pull your head to the side, leave with your shoulder. Hell yeah! Because I've, ne- I've I, like I'm right hand dominant, so when I was playing rugby, I would always say, "You come to the right, you're gonna get hurt. Come to the left, <laughs> I give it to you soft." Because I'm not a, I'm not strong on the left, but the right hand, the right side, I'm launching inside yeah. of you. And I yeah. wasn't the best tackler. I would always want the ball more. I think I was more offensive than defensive. Yeah. You know? But even even in rugby, I would never enter a rugby season without lifting. Yeah. Never. And then once I got to the U.S. and I had, like, the ability to go to gyms on a regular basis, then I'm like, Yo, you could really get stronger. Yeah, hell yeah. You know, and I didn't, I played rugby here, but not, not as much. Right. And I think I was playing for a team. I won't say the team's name because I didn't get along with one of the coaching staff mm-hmm. members. And she was, I just didn't get along with her philosophy. Mm-hmm. Like I played rugby. I played rugby for the, for the Jamaican national team for a couple of years, two, three years. I had a foot injury and then, you know, that kind of led into another injury. And then I, and then I left and I, I came to the U.S., so I was playing. I had, I won't say I was a I was an elite player, but I had good experience. I played against a bunch of teams, both locally. I played against teams from the U.S. I played against the U.S. a couple of times. I played against Canada three to four times. I played against a British team a did couple of times. Did you ever play against New Zealanders? And I played against New Zealanders, but not not New the Zealand. All Blacks. There were there were a couple New Zealanders and like uh, Polynesians that played for the U.S. Rugby League. Team. Mm. So I played against those guys. Those guys are explosive. Yeah. You will see a guy 6'4", yeah. 250, moving like he's 5 foot 2 inches. Yeah. That's how good they are. That's yeah, why they're so dominant at that sport. I've watched some of their, their matches, especially like the All Blacks, just yeah. because they're such a, a force in, in yeah. rugby. And that's, that's rugby. Like, you, I think rugby union is more, has more clusters. There's not a lot of space in rugby union. If you watch rugby league, you want to see explosive players. Okay. And a lot of the players that are leaving, like the Polynesian Islands, that are coming to the U.S. and playing football, are from rugby league. Yeah. Just because they have that that good footwork. Yeah. It's like it's called stepping, right? You you guys say st- side step, uh, side step, and stiff arm. It's like they start doing that at ten. You know. You see them move their foot four or five times before they actually move. And if you don't know what to look for, you're going to look at his foot. And by the time you see his foot, he's gone. <laughs> you know, That's there's, great. A, there's a bunch of big dudes who play in the speed positions because. And I, and I played in the speed position, but I wasn't the fastest guy. I had what you call SPE. Never had the ED. <laughs> <laughs> So I had speed. I never had speed. So the first, the first ten to twenty meters. Yeah. If you don't touch me, then I'm gone. Yeah. You have the time to catch up, though. Yeah. So hopefully one of my fast guys don't come come along where I can give him the ball. Right. 
You right. Know, I would, and, and, and then the great thing about playing basketball and leading into rugby, I had great hand skills. Yeah. So at six foot three, six foot four, playing against guys five foot, at most six foot, I'm above you. And they have this uh, mindset, go for the legs. Yeah. Okay, you could go for the legs, but guess what? I got a seven foot wingspan. Yeah. So you go for the legs, I'm going to push you off. And then I've always had big, powerful legs because I've always been able to move quickly and jump. And it, I w- remember watching a video, it's like, you know why at 300 pounds I can still move the way I can? I got skinny ankles. They're not that skinny. Not anymore. I'm <laughs> not that small. I still I'd, I'd, a, say, I'd say they're shapely. You have shapely I ankles. I still have a 36 plus inch vert. So I'm doing pretty good for myself at 300 pounds. I saw the video. You know That's what I mean? So That much mass should not be going yeah, that high. Yeah. But well, God I bless could, you. I could, so... Like what I do now, I'm a what you call an onloader, right? You're I do, what? I, an onloader. Okay. Or a select a, a warehouse associate. Oh, okay. So I work All for right. Hannaford yeah. or the mother company called um, Golub. Del Del Hayes or Dusa AD USA Distribution. That's yeah, who yeah. I work for now. And it has nothing to do with what I study for, but guess what? It pays good. That's all that matters. You know, and I get to pay get my to, bills. And you get to do what you love. And I get to do what I love. I work nights, so I'm able to lift before I go to the gym, which for me, I think that works You mean great. you get to lift before you go to work? Lift before I work. Yeah. It'd be weird if you got to lift before you went to the gym. See? Be redundant. Yeah. I just figured he was talking about unloading as like a pre-workout pump. No. But let's, uh, <laughs> let's, let's go back to Jamaica. And um, I really, I'm really interested in... in, in you know, we'll get to we'll get back to America and everything in a minute. But I, I'm really interested in, in how you kind of because I have I have zero experience with Jamaica. Yeah, I, I've never been there. I'd love to go there. It looks amazing. Um, but I'm really interested as to how what kind of the expectations there were for you. Um, kind of what you saw as like what what were the what were the expectations and 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 kind of the stereotypes and, and stuff for, for or the expectations for men in general coming out of that culture the Caribbean it's Caribbean yeah it's a Caribbean you, you consider yourself like yeah. Caribbean Jamaican yeah. um, that kind of culture of because of, I mean it's it's an island so it's it's very it's very insular you know yeah. it's it's but what is kind of what's that what was that like growing up there what was the culture like what I mean what was um i'm sure you had a lot to contend with a lot of varied influences from the core jamaican roots and the outside influences that you guys were being in terms pushed. of like americanization yeah, i have or? to imagine in like because there's uh to an extent uh, immigration from the uk too right yeah because we're uh, we were a colony of the right. of the united kingdom but you moved moved away from that when we got uh, yeah. emancipation. Yeah. So what what kind of influences impacted masculinity and the outward presentation of it there? So like so, and before we started, I, I was saying something about uh, there is a strong womanizing culture in Jamaica. Okay. Where yeah. men are seen once you're especially wealthy men, you have your wife. That's nice. You also have what the Americans call side piece. You know, there's a there's a, a when I was growing up, Is there's there a, a term popular for it song. Just girls, Fair <laughs> you know, and, and like you'll hear a Jamaican say "managialis," essentially a man of many women. Okay, you know, mm-hmm. so 
there is a song that's very popular in Jamaica, Man Fee Have Enough Girl and Girl in a Bungle. So you have a lot of girls. That's, okay. the, that's the culture. That's what we're yeah. used to, having a lot of girls. So when you grow up now, you get older, you see more stuff. You're like, and then you find that one person who, you, know, you really feel for that person. You don't want to necessarily do that anymore. And sure, I'm, I'm not the best person at it. I've done some stuff in my past where I'm not. You're not the best person at being a womanizer? Well, I think yeah. he was saying on the flip side of that. Yeah, oh, okay. Right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm, like, I'm, not, I'm, I'm like, I'm not the best at being a cheating scumbag, but, you know, I try. Yeah. And I tried not to, but, yeah. you know, sometimes the flesh is weak, you know. Yeah. Spiritually, you want to be stronger. You hold out because you're like, I don't want to. But then you see a girl and she smiles at you a certain way and you're like, oh, boy. You know, but my best friend is from Ecuador and it's the same thing. Yeah. Like he grew up knowing his father was cheating on his mom, no issues. And he's to this day, he's like, I, I don't cheat on my wife, but I can't not think about it all the time. So can I ask a question? Is it at that point, if it's so culturally accepted, is it actually cheating? Because I feel like if, if it's so ingrained in the culture, the wife knows it. The wife has to know it. I mean, if she grew up in that culture, seeing it happen, then she has to, you know, I'm not saying it's right or wrong, but I'm just saying if it's expected, is it at that point cheating or is it just something that happens and we just label it as cheating because we in the American culture have a different opinion on it? Like, So for years, I never used the word cheating because yeah. I didn't know what that was. Yeah. You know, it was just... Sure, I have a girl, but, you know, I got another one over here. And just in case this girl chooses to, like, I don't want to be with you anymore, I don't have to start all over again. <laughs> now, was it the same for women in dating multiple men? Yes. Okay. A lot of women have, Americans say sugar daddy. Yeah. Okay. It's just an older guy who See, I think that's where a difference, it, there's a difference, because, you know, in my, my friend's culture in Ecuador, it's... It's only the men. So growing up, there was a popular statement by younger girls who would say, as a uh, young young guy in school, my lunch money is done at lunchtime. An older guy still has money after lunchtime. So a lot of younger girls are more influenced to talk to older women because, because of the socioeconomics of how we grew up. I don't have more than my bus fare at the end of the day. Yeah. This guy who's uh, who's a taxi driver or owns a business or he has a good stable job, he has money that he can help her out. And spread around What the can love. I do? can't yeah. help you in any ways. So a lot of times you find like a younger girls with older men and that older man has three or four of those girls and that one girl might have two or three of those guys. Mm. So it's like... Like I said, once you have enough girl, girl na bunga. Yeah. You know, you have one or more. So I never like, growing up, you're expected to be the man. And then you're, it's look, you're people, a lot of men will look down on you if you don't have multiple girls. Now that's interesting. Yeah. They will look down on you as like, oh, you're, you're soft. Because you only have one. You're weak. They call you a one burner. A one burner. A one burner. You know when you're in college and you have that little burner that's the one. Yeah. And you cook your rice on it. You cook your meat on it. Everything you cook on this. 
Yeah. You're a one burner. You can't keep up. <laughs> right? Yeah. But if you have, you're, you're able to afford a big stove, you have four burners. Got four yep. women. So it's, all, it's, like, it's like a sign of virility and, yes. and strength yeah. Yeah. and masculinity. If I got multiple women, it means I'm a man. It means you can, you, you know, you're not going to burn out after one. You're yeah. a lion with a pride. Yeah. Yeah. So you have multiple women. They look at you. They praise you. You're a gallus. Now, what about, and I don't know if you know this, but like, is the same positive attribute put to like these women who have like four men? No. 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 Is it? It's it, like a, it's like a, I don't want to say it's a hidden rule, but a, you know who's running around. You know the girls who are running around. So it's a double standard. It's then. double standard. For the girls, it's like, oh, you're, yes. you're. You're running around, yeah. And then the men, it's like, oh, good for well, you. Well, for men, it's about virility, and it sounds like for women, it's about stability. It's yeah, yes. So that, you, but is there is there no respect for the hustle for a woman who's like, I've got four guys, so all my bills are paid, and then I've got money at the end of the day. Well, when it's vir- about virility, it's about power, but when it's about stability, it's about being able to take yes, and be able to take care of your kids because a, a lot yeah. of girls too, because of this position that they're in yeah. end up having kids that they don't want okay and then the guy that has that's the father of this kid he's not around she's not working a job to make enough and now I'm not saying this is right throughout the island they're like lower class cause I never knew I was poor growing up <coughs> you know yeah. I never knew what poorness was I know I, I knew that uh, I never had a video game growing up. I had maybe two pairs of shoes, one for school, one for casual wear. I know next year or in eight months, I'm going to get another one. Right. So a lot of women growing up would have multiple kids by different men. Marriage wasn't a, a, a big thing. I never grew up with a father in the house. I grew up with my granddad. Look, the only man I really saw growing up. Sure, I had uncles and all that stuff, but they never lived with me. You My never, granddad never told me he loved me, but guess what? I saw it every day because he did stuff for me. Yeah. You know? You, did you ever and, meet your father? I know him. Oh, okay. I know him. Yeah, I know him growing up. And then I, I, when I was entering college, I remember I called him and I said to him, hey, I'm going to college. I don't know how it's going to be, but I would, you know... I'd like to have, if you could provide me with some funds for a certain, for like maybe a month. Yeah. Because you go to college for the first month, you're not going to go home every weekend. No. You know, that's not economically viable. It's not the best way to do it. So right. I wanted some cushion for the first month. Yeah. And he looked at me and said, next weekend, I'll let you know. I'm yet to get that phone call. And at that point... Today, as of today, you as of today, wow. I'm yet to get that phone call. It's the Jamaican equivalent of I'm going out for cigarettes and lotto tickets. I'll be back. And it's like, at that point when that happened, I was like, yeah, fuck this guy. Okay, so there, he wasn't. He wasn't. He he took no part in in your formative years. He was there in spades. He wasn't there constantly. Okay. And I, I like no. I see videos of like I'm not a soft person, but I see a video of a guy coming from wherever he was stationed and his kid runs up to him my eyes start getting water and i'm like fuck why didn't i have this yeah and that's like at 33 i don't have any kids that's the main reason i don't want my kid to call another guy father i don't want my kid to not know what it's like to have me around yeah 
So at 33, and like I said, at some at a point in my life, I was a I was a womanizer. I was horrible, but I was safe. Did well? I, okay. Were you were you were you in a committed relationship and then had other women on the side, or were you just were you just? I'm not gonna lie. There were times the that that happened. Yeah. Okay, but was that in a, was that in the United States or was that in Jamaica? Both. Okay. Well. Yeah, you're not, I can't you're imagine not, you're going to switch off your culture just because you stepped off the Well, plane. no, but, but I'm... What I'm saying is, if it's... If it's culturally acceptable yeah. to do that, then I really don't think it's fair to anybody to put a negative connotation or negative stigma on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like... But well, women and, and, are women everywhere, though. What's up? Women are women no matter where you go. Every woman well, wants a man for herself. Yeah. Nowadays, they prefer to be called birthing people, but whatever. We're not going to go into that. Yeah, you can't call women females. <laughs> I learned that the hard way. I made a post and I was attacked by a couple of people. <coughs> We're not going to go into yeah. it. It's, it's, yeah, it's it too it silly. Um, but, uh, um, fuck, I mean, we I talking think, about I think the, the, the part. I don't. I don't think. I don't think it's. Again, it's like it's like trying to. It's always going to come down to perspective. Yeah. Because even even to a significantly lesser extent, that's still a kind of part of the culture here, where men chase men, don't settle, don't want to settle down. Like it's it's cliche almost. Um, you know, the older dudes are always chasing the you know soon to be uh, stepmoms that are their kids' age and. That's normal. Like, it's looked down on, but it's normal. Um, and on the flip, like, those soon-to-be stepmoms are going around looking for older men. Now it's a problem. Hmm. Like, now it's like, oh, she's just a gold digger. But, you know, it's it's a give and take. Yeah. So, it, it's always going to come down to perspective. Like, who... And, it, like, with any kind of morality, it's always going to be subjective. Yeah, but I just think it's funny that, that it's... Coming from a culture where it's accepted and the norm, and then you come over here and you don't know what the 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 norm is over here, and you're gonna you're gonna you know if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's expected, but I want to say that it's known and understood. As a man, if you can take care of the home, and you're not bringing what's outside, inside, mm-hmm. a lot of times. It doesn't cause any issues. They'll turn a blind eye. Well, like I said, any everywhere you go, no matter what country you're in, a woman is still a woman. She is gonna want to have this person for herself. Yeah, it's a rare occurrence you find a woman that is okay with you having another woman, and she knows about it. Hmm. And she's like, sure, as long as you don't bring it home. Yeah. You know. Yeah. A lot of, especially with like older men with money. Yeah. You got a construction job, or you're a foreman, or whatever you are, somewhere. You have money rules. No That's matter it. where you are, money rules. Wu-Tang's at the best. Yeah, so a lot of, lot of women who are married or in full-on common-law relationships, they'll know that this older guy has a younger woman. But you're not... They don't know? They know. Oh, they know. They okay. will know. And they will, like, it, as long as it's not interrupting... My flow right. of money or what's going on in here, a lot of times, it's just brushed under the carpet. You know, so it's, I won't say it's 
ex- it's un- it's expected, but it's understood. You know. So having a so being raised by your mother yeah. and your grandfather. Yeah. Did that? What? Let me ask you a personal question. What What's the view of your mother? Like, how do you view your mother? How when you think of your mother, what what words come to mind? Like, what what comes to the front of your your head? Like, the greatest what, woman to ever be alive. So like strong, yeah. you know what I mean? Like just oh yeah. And did that? So I I, I don't have the experience. So I, my my parents oh, were both no, together. Just ask the question. I answer it. No no no. I'm saying <laughs> no no. I'm saying I'm saying what I'm trying to explain to you is I I don't have that experience. Oh, so being I raised by a single mom. Right. Correct. Yeah. My mother and my father are still together. They're they were both very angry and alcoholics and yelled at each other a lot, yeah. but they stayed together. So I don't know what it's like. Like when I think of my mother, I think of my mother as a. a a mother, you know, loving, kind, and then, and then, like, there were two people there to fulfill yeah. each specific role. So it sounds like, well, I, so you having just your mother and then your grandfather, yeah. What was you had to assign everything kind of to your mother, and then kind of pick up bits and pieces from, yeah, from your community, Rome. from your community. Yeah. And then my brother is five years older than me. My older brother that lives here. Yeah. He's five years older than me. And like a lot of stuff I would learn from him and his friends are at sea. Yeah. And he, so at one point he didn't live with me. He came, when I was like maybe six, he started living with us. Yeah. But at, with five years, that's a big gap. Sure. His friends aren't my friends. Yeah. Stuff that he does isn't what I do. And we've, you know, we fought a couple of times. But no, if you blow too hard against my brother, I will knock you out. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I can make fun of my brother. When I was you younger, can't I fucking make fun I of my brother. I disliked this fucking dude. Yeah. When I was younger. And then, like, when I got older, I realized that even telling another man that you love them, because Jamaica is, is classed as a homophobic society. Yeah. Mind you, because it's big on religion. It's like this Christian-based country. But growing up, we're like, it's like, no, you don't say that stuff. It's known that I love you and you love me. It's known. Yeah. You don't say it. You don't vocalize it. Yeah. You know, not, not a lot of people say it. Like I said, my granddad has never said that to me. I love you. Yeah. But I know. Sure. Sure. You know what I mean? My younger brother. No, whenever I speak to my younger brother and we, we, before we hang up, that's the first thing I say. I love you, bro. Yeah. My older brother. No, we say it. Yeah. I remember one time I was in college. I was laying on the masseuse's bed and I was like, Never told him that I love him. And I just called him. And I was in Jamaica, he was here, and I called him and I said it to him. And for like two wait, minutes. In the, wait, in the middle of a massage? In the, so no, so I was just laying on the bed. Oh, okay. I'm like, yeah, I had like uh, <laughs> I had uh stems. It's like no no, no, no. Finish up with the happy ending. I'm gonna call my brother. It wasn't uh, no, no. Just, <laughs> it was like uh it was like uh what do you call it? Electrodes. Yeah, I had electrodes yeah. on uh because I Playing rugby, you every every yeah. time you play a game, you have a different injury. So tens, I never like went a, to a the tens machine. Yeah, so I yeah. never went to the masseuse or the the sports therapist sure. for the same issue ever. It yeah. was always something different. Yeah. So I was laying there with the electrodes on me, and I was like, "Yo, for some reason I was going through maybe Facebook and I or something. I don't remember what I was doing, but I called him up and I was like, "Yo, I love you, bro." He's like, "I know," and I'm like, "Yeah, I love you." And it was like two minutes before he actually said it. <laughs> because I get like, we grew up, that's not something we say. Right. You don't grow up with men telling, you know, I never grew up with a dad. So I never heard that from a man. Yeah. So when I, like, I grew up and I was listening to a, a Mike Rashid. 
I was listening to one of his videos. That's what I was doing. Listen to a YouTube video. I'm not big on Mike Rashid. He's big on uh, social media. Okay. And he was like, he curses a lot. For some reason, when I went to college, I started cursing because no, I don't have any parental advisor. Yeah. So I would just let it fly. Yeah, say fuck freely. And he was like, man, at my age, I am, I'm not fucking scared to tell a man that I love him. No, hell no. They're my brothers. I fucking love my brothers. And then right then and there, I'm like, I never told him that I love him. Mm. And I called him and I told him. And for two minutes, it took, it took him two minutes for him to say the same thing. And now every time we talk, before I hang up, that's what we say. That's awesome. That's you know, phenomenal. Because a part of it too, I, I don't say goodbye. I say later. Yeah. Because I don't want the last thing to say to you is goodbye. Right. You know, and then, see you later. I love you, bro. Yeah. Or even my mom. I said the same thing to her. Yeah. You know, so. What's expected of your mother? No. You got, well, I mean, you got to tell me you love them, right? No, it is. Like, now it is. Growing up, that's not something you hear growing up. You didn't tell your mom you loved you when you were growing up? I never heard it growing up. No shit. I never heard it growing up. So, no, it's like, so you just, just older. Say it was it, was it's it, known. Was it, so was it weird not hearing it? Or was, you, no. was it just like a total, yeah. It's the norm. It's known. You provide food for me. You provide a shelter for me. You send me to school. It's known. Why else would you do that? Because you kind of like off. Me. That's not a thing in Jamaica. I'm talking about here. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I think I know, it's going it, back to what we were talking about with concepts and everything. It's just if you if you get the concept down, you don't need to put it in a there, word. There are cultural norms yeah. and behaviors that's known and it's expected. Yeah. You don't have to say it. Yeah. It's expected. Okay. Yeah. So being raised by your mother. You can't miss something you never had. No. And never, if you I've know, never had a gold toilet, know, but I'm sure I miss it. If you, if you know that my mom is providing food for me, she's taking care of she's me. She's there every she's day, every yeah, night. She's there. You got a home-cooked meal every day. Yeah. Why would you do that she if you don't love She sets you straight me? when you fuck up. Like. Yeah. Oh, she would whoop my ass if I did something. Yeah. But it wasn't every time, you know. Yeah. And that's like one of the things, too, is that, no, you're in, in, in this society, we're in a culture where kids, they do the worst fucking thing and they don't get whooped. If you whoop a kid, they call the cops. But guess what? You know what's going to happen when you don't whoop that kid? He's going to be in jail and somebody's going to bend him over. You want to drop that soap again? <laughs> again? Wish you got that whooping. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm, I, think a kid, I think there's a difference between like whooping your kid and beating and your abuse, kid. And like, abuse, yeah. There's, there's a difference. I, I touched an iron once when I was a kid. I promise you I never did it again. No, yeah. Because you know the repercussions... For everything you do, there is there is there is a repercussion. Right? Sure. I'm not saying you should whoop that kid until the fucking belt breaks or no. hit him with a piece of iron. No. But if you tell me not to do something, and I'm a kid, I'm a I'm gonna test the waters. Oh yeah. Right. She mm -hmm. says, "Don't go with those guys. You know what's gonna happen." And I go with those guys to a pond. Now I almost drone. You know what's going to happen? You're going to get one right oh, upside the head. My ass. You know what's going to happen <laughs> after that? I'm not going near that pond. No. But one, I almost drowned. And two, I know my mom's going to whoop my ass. Yeah. What's worse than almost drowning? Having your ass beat after you almost drowned. <laughs> you know? So I walked up. Like, people would maybe call me vanilla. Walk the straight and narrow. And my, I don't my think anybody's going to call you vanilla. My, my <laughs> objective in life is to grow and possibly help my mom to get out of 
the economic position that she's in yeah. help my family yeah that's the goal growing up did uh did the did being raised by just your mother did that have a significant impact on how you viewed women or was it normal I wanna there's a lot of single mothers in Jamaica, but I wanna say it made me value a woman more. Yeah. And when I say a woman, I don't mean a girl. In my opinion, there's a difference. You have there's yeah, a well, yeah. woman and then there are girls. Yeah. When you find a woman, yep. you're a different person. No, when you have a girl, yeah. You just have a girl. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, I found so Growing up with my mom, I valued what a woman is. Mm. Like this modern day, there's a lot of girls running around claiming to be women. Sure. And there's a lot of kids growing around claiming to be men because yep. they too weren't shown how to treat a woman and they didn't see how a woman, you know, gets treated. Or even just, I mean, not even these dudes today not even so much how to treat a woman to call themselves a man how to treat themselves what's that Jesus. yeah just just how to act just how to be yeah. responsible contributing adults just how to be a strong male figure you know like, something that my mom told me when i was growing up she said she she made she taught me how to i i never grew up with a washing machine so no i have one i have access to one i know the value of it like I got a couple of pairs of shoes. She caught 30 a couple. I got shoes. <laughs> a man after my own heart. After, after, like, I'll wear one for a month, clean it up, and I put it down. In a year or so, when I go back for it, you're going to look at it and say, oh, is that brand new? Because I know the value of having a shoe. Yeah. yeah. You know, I know, the, I know what it is like to not have something. Yeah. She taught me how to wash, hand wash. Sure. Taught me how to clean. Taught me how to cook. She said, and no point in your life should a woman take advantage of you because you know how to do these. And like, yeah. no, as, a, as an adult, if a woman ever says to me, oh, got to take care of me, what do you bring to the table? So I can do all this stuff already. Yeah. What do you bring into it? It's wild because I, so I don't know if you know this, but I... I'm a, I'm a special ed teacher, but I work with kids with behavioral and emotional disorders, not right. kids like lower cognitive functioning. Mm -hmm. So, um, I had nap cramp. Chad's just doing yoga, getting Ooh. some real nice sun salutations in. Um, Dude, the worst thing though, you ever had your lap cramp where you're taking a shit and trying to wipe? What the fuck? <laughs> the worst part is having an ab cramp. When yeah. you're trying, like, when yeah. you're taking a double yeah. trying to wipe yeah. Yeah. everything yeah. locks up. That I've had. Yep. That? that I've had. Not a lat cramp. You ever had a lat cramp? Not while I was taking a dump. Oh, what, well, when you reach back to wipe your ass, I mean, I don't know. locks up? I'm, my shoulder's pretty flexible, so I don't really think... That might be probably why I don't have that problem. Well, I can tell you it's awful. Yeah. yeah. And then you have to get the wiping stick. And then your wife looks down on you for the next three days. <laughs> So anyway, um, now that I know Chad uses the toilet brush for multiple reasons. Um, I'm just saying it's a very versatile tool. But uh, so my, all my kids like pass as, you know, quote unquote normal students, but they deal with some fucked up shit. Yeah. Um, but you can tell the difference between a kid that doesn't have like just like an absentee parent who they've never had a consequence once ever. And 
I got a couple of kids who've, you know, they got broom handles for breakfast, that kind of shit, and single moms, and those are the ones that will come up to you after they freak out and, like, throw shit around the room and say, I'm sorry, we good? And those are the kids that, you know, say please and thank you. The only ones that say please and thank you and mean it. But, you know, they didn't have easy lives, but they had people that fucking checked in on them and gave a shit. And yeah. I guarantee they didn't hear I love you a whole lot. No. Because it's known. Yeah. And that's that's a, that's but, that's very important in the kid's life. It's known. Like one of these kids, he, his mo- single mom, low income, three kids, all different dads. She's known in the community for taking in kids that get kicked out. Yeah. So he grew up seeing how you take care of not just your family, but people that don't have a family. Yeah. Um, my mom raised other family members. She raised nieces, nephews. And now it's like, why the fuck did you do it? Because none of these fucking people respect you. Wow. She, she has that, like, that caring heart. She, yeah, she's a caregiver by nature. Like, she'll do stuff for people. And 10 years later, these people are, like, fucking shitting on you. Yeah, but she did it because it was the right yeah, thing Yeah, because do. Th- that's the type of person she is. Yeah. If, if 20 years after she did it, if she could go back in time and change something, I doubt if she would. Yeah. Because that's just how she is. And like, like, like we said last week with Ray, because uh, last week our, our guest on Ray... Same way, the mother was in a, a um, house fire when she was younger mm-hmm. and scarred her up and everything, and she had to have multiple surgeries and everything. But when she was older, she would make sure people were fed. Yeah. She would go and volunteer at the burn ward in the, in, the, in the hospital, just same way, would just take care of people no matter what. She was down to her very, on a cellular level, she was a mom, she was a caretaker. Yeah. Yep. She made the community better around her. Yeah. And it's and it's you know those people clearly raise good people, yeah. and they make the world a better place. Yeah. And it's a shame that we don't have more of those. Like you learn respect. Yeah, you know absolutely. what that is. My mom was a respectable woman, but guess what? She also taught you not to take shit. Yeah. You don't. You don't, you don't give me bullshit. But I think that's what respect is. Yeah. People people think it's like oh you're polite all the time. That's not what respect no, is. I don't, no. Like, you, so when I was in college, right? You got to be cruel to be kind. My, my coach didn't get along well with the principal because he came with a different men- mentality than he's used to mm-hmm. in, the, in that college, right? Sure. And he said, I remember one time we were at a game and we were, I don't remember if it was in the middle of the game or we had a, a break or something. He said, you don't have to like me. You don't have to like anybody. Just respect the chair that they sit in. Hmm. So like, yeah, I, my I dad, don't like a lot of my people. My dad said something very, very similar to me. Yeah, I don't like a lot of people, but respect the chair that you sit in, or respect the position that you're in, the power that you have. Yeah. But at the same time, if you say something that I don't agree with, no, I walk off. Yeah. Before I say something wrong, I was never like that. I used to be impulsive. Cause I. Growing up, and that's like where the lifting and like sports and all that stuff taught me a lot of like control. So I was impulsive growing up. Taught you discipline. You say something to me and I don't like it, I'll tell you to go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah. I still feel like you'll probably still say that. I won't attack you. Tell you to go fuck yourself. No. Like a couple weeks ago, maybe a month or two ago, something happened at the gym and I lost it. And looking back, it was trivial. 
because of how it, what happened. But it's like, you show me respect and I show you respect. You don't come at me with a shitty behavior. I loaded up a bar. I'll tell you, I'll, I'll give, you, give you a rundown. I loaded I just, up a I bar. I just want to know how long it took for whoever you unleashed your wrath on to clean all the shit out of their pants. <laughs> because I can only imagine, you're, you're an intimidating person. I don't know if you know this, but you walk in, you're quiet, you've always been respectful. That's yeah. why I love you. Uh, yeah. I, think, I think you're a phenomenal human being. But you walk in, you're quiet, you're respectful. I don't think you've, I don't think I've, ever heard you raise your voice you have got to be the scariest motherfucker when you're mad and when I'm mad I don't speak English so you don't, See, that's even worse you like, don't understand like, me that's but, even worse like, like this. when I meet someone I start everybody on 100% sure I, I don't know you so why should I have something against you absolutely unless I've heard some shady yeah. shit about you but even then I heard some shady shit I start you at 90% it's up to you to yeah yeah make up that you know clean that's that slate great or, way that's a great mindset, start everybody man. on 100% so yeah. I'm in the gym and I load up I have a big uh, I'm not a good bencher so I have a, a heavy set of five like 360 on the bar mm-hmm. no there are different pads in the gym I switch one to one I like mm-hmm. I leave something at my apartment I live three minutes from the gym I drive to the apartment come back less than five minutes the speed limit is 35 I did 50 Allegedly. Yeah. That's what somebody said. Sure. So I'm back in four minutes. I come back. The weight's on the bar, but my pad's gone. I see somebody with the pad. I ask her, why did you take it? You weren't using it. You were gone. I walk off and I come back and I, you know, when you're lifting, I don't know if everybody knows this, but when you're lifting, you don't sit on the exercise machine you get up and you walk out a little bit because you need some air you if, you, a, you if you're set up you're loosen set up, up. Yeah, yeah you loosen up she just sat there the whole time because she knew that she did something wrong I come back and I say I need that no not giving it to you that pad over there is for that machine not this and I lost it <laughs> and I was like you fucking little entitled bitch. What the fuck do you think you are? I just walked out. I texted the gym owner. I said, I'm sorry I left the weight on the, on the bar, but I couldn't stay. I had to leave. Yeah. So wait, 365 was still on the bar. On the bar. And she's just sitting there, just in the way. So, so she took the pad from under the machine. And just <laughs> no, she brought it, it to another yeah, platform. Right beside her. She said, oh. this is a pad... For this machine. And I'm a nice guy, but I'm also a petty motherfucker. <laughs> you know? Like, I won't forget that. And the, 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 the problem, too, with like my memory is that I don't remember shit in the gray space. The greater good, the greater bad. I remember it for life. Yeah, yeah. If you did some good to me, I remember you. If you yeah. did something shitty to me, I'm definitely mm, going to remember you. Yeah, yeah. In the gray era, I don't remember nothing. Barely. Yeah. <laughs> like, Shit's not I, important. Yeah. And, and am I, you, well, remember, you remember what defines someone's character. Yeah. But uh, am I going to hold that against you? Maybe. <laughs> you know. Unless you come up to me and go, hey, I'm sorry for... Um... She apologize? No. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen her since? Yes. Oh. Multiple times. Does she look at you? I think so. Look at you in the eye? It's hard to not see me. Well, I mean, look at you in the eye. Like eye contact. You make eye contact. Maybe I don't. 
Because if I don't fuck with you, I avoid your yeah. dog. So does she, my, my question is, does she just like go to the gym and work out or is she like an actual lifter? Like, does she like push? Maybe. I don't know. My, that, that means no, because You're, I feel no, like you would know. That's not true. That's, a, it, he's, the, he's, the same way, he's the same way I am. If, if I don't like you, if I don't fuck with you, yeah. you don't exist. Yeah. Like, I, I tell you. people, I'm, I'm a ball buster and I'll bust your balls. But if I bust your balls and I talk to you, no matter how savage that I bust your balls, it means I like you, I value you as a person. Yeah. yeah. I tell people, I go, you know when I won't like you because I look right through you like you don't yeah. fucking exist. I see you, but I don't see you. Yeah, you're not a person to me. You're just yeah. you're just fucking ephemeral smoke in my way. You're just you're literally you're literally a chair that just needs to be moved out of my way. And if 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 I don't fuck with you and I see you in a corner and I have to go in that corner, I wait until you move. If that's ten <laughs> minutes it's 10 minutes. That's where we differ. You I'll see, walk right through. No, yeah. you see, like, there's certain interactions I don't want and yeah. I don't need. I yeah. avoid, like, conflict. any conflict at all costs. No. Why is that? I just don't want it. Yeah. I don't need that in my life. You value your, your own peace of mind. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't need that. Yeah. And it's like, like, and I'll... Back See to that's like, that's how that's how I am. Yeah, like, like and I'll, like, I'll look at every single person in the gym because I want to know exactly who who and what they are, but I won't interact with anybody because yeah. I get so twitchy with people so quick that I'm just not going to chance them and pissing me off. People say, "Oh, you're oh, so quiet. Yeah. Never heard you talk." Well, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not. Listen, I'm not. A, I don't think. No, I don't think I'm an introvert, but I have introverted. Whiz. You haven't earned. You haven't earned getting to know me. Yeah. You have priorities. You have priorities to pres- to preserve your mental peace. Yeah. I, I don't. I, when I first started ABC, I didn't know Chad. Yeah. I don't know. I know. No. I know. I knew nobody. And I go in. I go to. I go to lift. Yeah. If I make a friend here and there, that's icing on the cake. Yeah. And I say the same thing at work. I come here to work. I'm here for the for the wealth, not the health. Yeah. So if yeah. I make a friend here and there, I sit on the cake. Nice. Yep. But don't you think you can give me some bullshit and I just sit there and take it? Yeah. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. There's a, I'm in here for a goal and an objective. Yeah. And I am not here. This is not a fucking social club. Even if the person who introduced me to ABC, I don't fuck with that person, no. Yeah. I've heard statements. And before we started, we spoke about this. I've, yeah. I don't know what drugs is. Yeah. And she's, you know, keep making statements. Oh, it's the drugs, it's the drugs, it's the drugs. At a, there's a certain point that it's, you know, like, it's nice to hear that you think that I'm on this because I do this and I look like this. Yeah. But if I keep telling you that, no, no, and you keep doing it, it gets to a point where it's annoying. Yeah, absolutely. And because I don't want to hear it, I avoid you. Yeah. You know, if I see you, yo, what's up? And that's it. Keep it moving. That's all I am. That's just yeah. That's just that's just jealousy. That's all that is. Everybody, everybody who says anybody anybody who makes a statement about somebody's exceptional performance, oh, it's the drugs. It's like, okay, let's 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 step back and let's take a look here. You could take some fucking schlub, yeah, who sits on the couch for eight to ten hours a day and doesn't lift, and you could jack him up with every single PED known to man, and you know he's gonna be in, in two months? 
Same place. He's going to be a weepy, emotional yeah. schlub <laughs> yeah. on the fucking couch. Well, you, don't, you know what? The problem is a lot of people, you don't see my, you don't see the diet. You don't see the diet? You don't, you see, don't the see the work? You don't see my food bill? My food bill is more than my rent. I 100% believe that. You don't, like, you don't see, you, um, I don't fit in a tub real good. You don't see me. Bro, you're, you look at us. You're preaching the choir here. You should here. come to my apartment and see me try to force myself in a, in a Epsom salt bag. I don't want to because I feel like I'd probably need to shoehorn in a whole bunch of grease. Well, people, that's what I'm saying. People don't see that. No, they don't. They don't see the behind the doors. You want to see me post a big lift here and there. By and the way, real quick, side note, Tractor Supply sells 150-gallon horse troughs yeah. that you can fill with water and Epsom salt. I've heard that. That us big boys fit in because I have one in my yard for fucking ice bass. Yeah, I've heard that. My neighbors hate me because I get it into my underwear. When I buy a host, that's the first thing. Why are they me. looking at you? Tell them because to mind their own fucking I am business. Pure sex. People love it. Got the Fair ultimate enough. dad bod. Well, then they don't hate you. They 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 love to, they hate to love you. They hate the game. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. like they. Whew, boy, I wish that shrunken dick and shriveled balls turn me on. <laughs> I wish I could. That's what they're saying. I wish I could. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. People don't. People don't see the process. People just see the end goals. That's and it. Like, and, I, and I never expected this from that person because. You saw where I was coming from. You saw me when I was at Best Fitness pulling 585 and could barely do it. And see, because see that, I that, that caught my... Because earlier in this episode, you said the reason you liked sports so much wasn't the game. You didn't. It wasn't about playing the game. Yeah. It was the process of it. Like Even now, it's not the end goal for you. No. It's all of the work you put yeah. in. I, I like powerlifting because I can oh, be yeah. a strong motherfucker, but guess what? When I'm not in that 12-week prep, I'm doing all the bodybuilding stuff, all the accessory yeah. stuff. That's what I'm doing. Because, you know, like, I want, sure, I want to squat 900 pounds one day. I want to bench 500 one day. But you want to know you earned it. It's not even to know that I earned it. It's all nice. Yeah. But the feeling you get when you have a pump. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's what I go for. Like, even after I do all the big lifts, I spend three hours, four hours... My girl messages me and says, hey, been at a gym three hours now. The gym, one of the gym managers says, uh, damn, dog, you've been here a long time. You, know, nobody, you see 10 seconds, you see a 20-second video on Instagram, you think that's my life. Yeah. You think that's all that it takes. Yeah. To, well, the people, to the people who aren't familiar with it, to the casual lifters, to the, to the, to the, the, um, the mirror contingent of the gym it's yeah that's what it is it's 10 to 20 to 30 second yep. reels and oh this is me this is me posing in the mirror with my ass out this is me posing in the mirror with this double bite whatever and it's like and to, to to the casual observer that's what it is but to anybody who's been in it to anybody who's sat there and been like yo i'm gonna move this fucking weight whether it's a power lifter or in my, my, my case, Strongman, strong where we're lifting yeah. fucking stones and fire hydrants and pulling trucks. It's like, you look at somebody and you can just tell, okay, is that... You can, I can sit there and line people up and be like, show muscle, show muscle, show muscle. That motherfucker's strong. Show muscle, show muscle. You know what I mean? You can like, just like, tell when somebody has that, that strength physical strength, strength and power. Strength training. And then somebody who's just... All right, you got a small dick, so you had to get fucking big biceps. We get it. Strength training isn't a popular thing. When I say strength training, I mean like powerlifting. Yeah. Sure, they're, they're like amateur bodybuilders, but... Sure. Track and field, cricket, football. You guys say soccer, and I think football is a real word. 
But Usain Bolt, fastest man to ever run. Yeah. Trained four years to run under 10 seconds. Yeah. Four years to run under 10 seconds. Yeah. And people just think that, oh, yeah, he's fast. No. He had to train for that. And it's just, I, I relate a lot of track and field to, like, powerlifting. You have to go to a dark place to yeah. dig deep to get to those... Nobody, nobody just achieves excellence easily. You hurt yourself intentionally to get stronger. You have yeah. to. You have to. Yeah. You have to like, break yourself isn't down. Isn't that some crazy shit? You know, not I, to me. I don't think it's not to me. Well, not not to. But a, I think but it's no, wild. I, 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 don't I do. Know if it's like, I understand what you're saying, but yeah. it's like if if you really think about it and you understand it, you're going. It's going to make sense. Well, why would you do that if? Like, what's crazy to me is going up to that point where. You're burning out. You're like, fuck, I can't do this anymore. And then you just say, okay. Yeah. And you don't do anymore. And that's crazy. And I, I think that's fucking bizarre. Yeah. Well, it's 100%. That's why I stopped Strongman. Yeah. That's why I stopped all the strength. But all I think the everyone crazy at this table training. knows what kind of clarity comes after that. Yeah, but if you're... If, but you, but you, the, you did it, and that's why you knew to stop it. Yeah, because I, I was like, I'm not, this is not enjoyable for me anymore. This is not engaging for me anymore. And that's all that it is. And it's like, why am I going to continue to do something I don't enjoy when I already have a day job? Why do I need a hobby that I also don't enjoy? And if your hobby compromises your day job, how are you going to get paid? Or are you going to take care of your family? Well, I, I can't say that because now I do jujitsu and I risk grievous bodily harm every day when I train. But so, you enjoy it. This is true. This is true. So if you're doing something on the side that you don't enjoy that doesn't pay. Right. Yeah. I get you. Drop it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. That's why I'm on my second marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, so... So I also want to want to um, ask you about the whole the, the whole immigrant experience because you came over here from Jamaica. Yeah. You said 24, 25? 24, 25, Yes. What what was the culture shock like? I mean, when you when you really finally got into American culture, like like some of the some of the revelations you had, like some like oh shit, black right. and white. What's what, the difference? I didn't know. What do you mean? I don't. I'm Jamaican. Sure, there are white mm -hmm. Jamaican race. Black and white right. race. Okay. Sure, there are white people in Jamaica, but you know, oh, that's a rich guy. Still Jamaican though. Yeah. White or you black, they're still Jamaican. You're not gonna say, oh, the white guy. Uh, yeah, Mister Such and Such. So nobody's, nobody's, nobody's. Well, I don't even know what there, you call don't, it. Don't get me wrong. Black there's Jamaican. Like I don't classism. even know. Yeah. Well, yeah. And you know, there's preference with people who have lighter skin. Mm. Colorism. But race isn't a thing. Everybody's just Jamaican. Everybody's Jamaican. Like, I, like, I, I come here and they're like, oh, African-American. And for a couple of years, I, I, used to, oh, I used to sign documents and say I'm African-American. You're neither African I'm nor American. I'm not American nor am I American. <laughs> I'm Jamaican. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, but like, the, like cultural norms, and like I said it earlier, we're like whooping your kid. Yeah. One of the biggest things, I'm on the bus and I hear this kid just yelling at his mom. And she's like, be quiet, be quiet. Jamaica, you get slapped. You, the next time you go on that bus, kids going to be quiet. Is quiet. Yeah. <laughs> Here, kids are just like running around crazy. Oh, he's acting like that because I said, no, he can't have no candy. 
Yeah. What's that? <laughs> you know, like kids don't know. Like I said repercussions. Yeah. If you, if you know that if you act out, your punishment is this. You chill. Mm. You go home, you get a candy. But there's a difference between punishment and consequence. And I think that's what people don't understand no. here. Like punishment is like almost undeserved. Consequences, you did something dumb, something, yeah. something, a fair consequence happened to it. What do you mean undeserved? Like, um, you know, abuse. You know, you take a piece of candy and you got a black eye for a month. You take a piece of candy, you get your hand slapped. Yeah. One's a, a, one's a consequence, a, one's, a, one's punishment. There's mm-hmm. a thin line, but... Yeah. Well, no, I think, I think, I don't think that's punishment. I think you labeled it correctly. That's abuse. Yeah. Well, that's what I mean. That's abuse. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's not, that, that's not, I don't, I don't think you can even classify that as punishment. Because abuse is going to happen no matter what. Yeah. No matter what I mean, happens, you basically you just we're, we're agreeing on the concept. We right, can right, but I just I, I want to make a the semantics I wanna, of it. I, uh, I want to because I think that punishment inherently means a negative consequence for an action. With I'm in, not, within oh, bounds, so I'm not going to argue. I'm not arguing with that at all. I'm not it's either. just it's going back to my my special ed training. We sure, punishment sure. is out of line. I just when I when I when I hear something like that, yeah. and I think abuse, I think of, um, uh, uh, uh God. Yeah, we just um, we just use negative and positive consequence versus punishment. Right. That's I just all. when I think of when I think of something like that, I think of, um, malicious premeditated like it doesn't matter if you stole candy or you accidentally sneezed and surprised that person you were going to get punched in the face yeah. whereas when I think of punishment it directly relates to the, the specific act yeah. that's all that's every that's action all. has a reaction yeah, it could yeah. be good it could be bad yep yep well yeah well, growing up you know when the you know when to behave a certain way hmm. you know I'm, I'm different around my friends than I am around my mom my mom's literally heard me curse maybe three times in front of her. Really? Maybe three times. Wow. One, she caught me cursing. She came around the corner and I was cursing. She said, what you just say? I said, nothing. I walked out. <laughs> Another time, somebody did something and, you know, was aggressive to her. And I was like, listen, you try that shit, I will fuck you up. And, well, this is English, so. I said it in, Americans say Jamaican, but it's Patwa. I said it. How do you say, how do you say, um, you say that shit again, I'm going to fuck you up in Patois. Oh, if it touch on me, I'm going to fuck you up. That just sounds like the same thing, but with a deeper accent. Yeah, kind of. Okay. But like, you know, that's just saying it nicely. Like, yeah, like you get to a dark place when you're angry. Oh boy, don't we know <laughs> it. <You> know? <laughs> but like, yeah, so literally three times. And it's like, here it's like, I hear girls talking to their mom. Kid could be 13, 14. She's calling her mom a bitch. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Oh my God! Mm-mm. That's one of the culture shocks. I was like, "Oh, you talking to your mom like that?" Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. That's a shock for me too. I would never, in my wildest dreams, think of calling my mother a bitch, yeah. or or anything, any even anything minor. It's just like just it doesn't. My mom was blackout drunk, slapped me in the face all before she went to rehab, and I I could not. I would not even dream of yeah. for no for not not because she would beat my ass or anything, but I just you know you don't you don't talk that way to your parents. Yeah, 
And like another culture shock is like bike riders. Guys with tattoos up to their throat, all down to their elbows, their arms fully covered. The, the, we don't know what white people are. We don't know what bikers are. You see it on TV. They're all depicted as these badass guys. You say something wrong, they pull a gun on you. You know, come here and I see a lot of guys with tattoos. And I'm like, whoa, you could be a lawyer with throat tattoos? Yeah. That's another thing. Yeah, bikers are pussies. <laughs> you find some of the... They, they, don't get me wrong. Everybody could be aggressive. Mm-hmm. No, but nice no. people if you... Bikers are pussies. Nice people. Shout out Matt Doheny. Yeah. Really nice guy. <laughs> One of the huge, best person I've ever... No, so huge nice. Huge pussy. I won't I'm say that. I, I, I love Matt. That's Matt's a, a, really Matt's a great nice friend person. of mine. He's a, he's a phenomenal human being. I just like busting his balls about the, the biker shit. Just well, like, like, cracks you know, me up. There's a, yeah. there's a, there's, there are different cultural shocks. And like I said, growing up, you grow up in a heterosexual society. So you see two guys together. It's like, oh. And it, it, it's... it's the double standard in Jamaica is that lesbians are so accepted because it's every man's dream to have what multiple women in one. Oh, bed. that's not just Jamaica. That's a double standard everywhere. I just don't fit in Subaru Foresters. I couldn't get with lesbians. It does not work. And I hate garage sales. And I don't want to go antiquing. So I don't think that's a lesbian. I don't think that's that thing. Okay, I think that's more of a stereotypical gay dude thing, but. Well, I don't want to. I, I, I think you're confusing your queers. Queer confusion is a problem for me. Yeah. But even though, like, you don't know the difference. You know, Between every- lesbians and gay guys? Yeah, I do. <laughs> Sometimes. So, okay. Wait. So, two men is just. Frowned upon. Frowned upon. But two women together, it's. Two women? Oh, it's, it's like, natural. I want that. Okay. So, is it is it. Fetishized, or do you like your next door neighbors are a couple of lesbians and you're just chill with it? Oh yeah, everybody's that's acceptable. Yeah, that, that, that's where the double standard come because. So like down to like the social interaction, it's different. Is fine. It's different with a lesbian couple and a gay couple. Yeah, in the average, the average American okay. person. No, like me, I'm. I want to say I'm enlightened to a certain point. I'm pro life. It's your life. You do what you want to do. Pro-choice. Yeah. Pro-life, pro-choice. Nope. Two different things. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Pro-life means you don't believe in abortion. You don't have say over your body. Pro-choice means it's your body. You do it. Oh, so I'm I'm pro-choice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Your choice is your choice. I was like, oh, and even, boy, even with the, a even, even oh, with the abortion thing, I don't think anybody should tell a woman what to do with their body. I don't think anybody should tell anybody what the yeah. fuck to do with their body, So, man. like, all these rules that are coming out, and they're like, oh, these old men are telling women what to do. Bro, this is 2022. You know, that's not you. Yeah. Leave, that's 1881. Leave that alone. Fucking A. You know? It, I, and and I, I love that they reference, like, good Christian values and the only references to abortion in the Bible is like God's like yo you, she needs an abortion or you know she, women wanted an abortion and it's the best the best thing to come out of this whole Roe v. Wade thing was the thing you posted the other day oh cool God can kill his son but I can't kill him <laughs> I forgot about that oh my fucking god dude I laughed so Christ fucking hard at that um, it was really just brilliant Dude, straight up, if if in the closing arguments, if that is not referenced, I will have lost all faith in our justice system. 
Um, that's it's just it's so stupid. I don't I don't understand. But that that the the thing of of um, well the thing the thing about it is it's not just the abortion aspect of Roe v. Wade. Roe v. Wade. It's a uh, right to privacy. It's the right to privacy, and you're you're. you're so they're going after any bill that was not ratified that allows government to invade your privacy. And Roe v. Wade was a really easy one to strip. The fact that Alito said it's not in the Constitution yeah. was like, bro, are you fucking retarded? Because guess what else is in the Constitution? The right to, like, gay marriage. Women's um, suffrage. Women's suffrage. Well, isn't that that was an it amendment? It was not ratified. Right? Wasn't an amendment? Uh, right for women to vote. I don't I think, that think was... I think that was because I, I I looked into it not too long ago. There was something about it. It was just not. It wasn't ratified. Interesting. So technically, um, you can uh, the government can still overturn the women's right to vote. What else was there? There was I, I read an article on this too about the whole how it affects the entire right to privacy. I'm like. Yeah. Oh, people are going to be really upset when they start coming after other shit. And, that's, and like when people, people were talking about like, oh, well, cool. Now we can roll back and, and talk and uh, let, let um, states decide on, on, uh, on uh, same-sex marriages. It's like... No, you don't understand. Like, what, what, like, why? And you and, I, you and I have talked about this before. Like, I'm super, super far left, but my big issue is that the left doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. And the only thing the left is talking about is the abortion issue. That's not what this is about. Yeah, it's no. huge. That's absolutely huge. It, Roe v. Wade is about privacy, and it's about yeah. to control your. It, the, it's a uh, stripping. It lets the government control your privacy, which is way bigger than anything else. And I want people to understand, I'm not in any way, shape, or form. I'm not far left. Oh no, I'm well aware. I know, and I think a lot of it is nonsensical. But what I am for is for personal freedom. Right. If you want to go do something, and it doesn't negatively affect the people around you yeah then by all means go do it let the dudes own their guns let the people grow their fucking pot let the pink haired see that's ginger that's that's use the, whatever mo- fucking that's the most extreme want. form of leftism like no, no, I'm, we're all no, super no. pro-gun no, no, super no, no the, the, the grow all your drugs just go do you yeah go do you that's the farthest point you know i i hate Taxes, but pay your fucking taxes, contribute your fair share, yeah, and be a good person. Literally, I'm, you a, just I, I'm, I'm part of the I'm part of the don't be a dick, yeah, party. Just don't be an asshole. Yeah, you know, be kind, be a contributing human being, don't be a scumbag, and then after that, do what the fuck you want. But don't sit here and expect, and I, this goes for right or left. This goes for the dude who's up there preaching the Bible, and this goes for the pink-haired, 47-gendered person on the left. Don't tell me what I have to do, too. You know what I mean? I don't have to accept you. I may have to tolerate either side. I have to tolerate the Catholic Church. No, you don't. I have to tolerate it. I don't have enough money to fight them. Fair enough. And I'd go to jail if I heaved Molotov cocktails through their windows. Only if you get caught. Fair. And I have to tolerate whatever the fuck's going on on the far left. I don't know. Satanic Temple. I love the Satanic Temple. Yeah, that's... that's But... That's left. I agree. Yeah. And I love the fact they're fighting for the religious exemption to abortion. I love that. I'm like, yo, good for you. But 
don't expect me to have to embrace you over it because I can more, I can disagree with you and not be a, a satanic baby eater or a racist or a bigot or a homophobe or a xenophobe. I can just not agree with it. But at the end of the day, you do you. You live your fucking life. Just don't push it on me. I don't need it. I got my own fucking problems. That's like one of the things too is like, not because I don't agree with your take on something or agree with maybe your life choices. Doesn't mean I'm against it. I don't agree with it. That's just not my lifestyle. It's not my thing. You know, so... Do what you want to do. Just try not to force it on me. Yeah, I don't. That's, I don't that's how care. I see it. Go live like, yo. If I, and you know what, I got people that are in the far left. Yogi, you know, other people that that hold those far left views. And yeah. if push comes to shove, if they called me up and said, "Yo, I got a problem, and I need you at my back," let's fucking ride. Right. I'm. I'm gonna go to bat for you. We're not gonna see eye to eye. But guess what? I got your back against whoever's got, like like you said earlier about your brother. That's my brother. I can talk shit about him, yeah. but if you talk shit about him, I'm oh, yeah. knocking the fuck out. Oh, yeah. Same Don't thing. Touch my boys, my friends are my friends, and we may have knockdown, drag out arguments, yeah. but so help me God, if you come from the outside and try and fuck with us, yeah. you're going to meet a fucking a unified front. I remember when I was younger, this, uh, my younger brother had, now the kid is age, picking on him. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I'm 11, 11 and a half years, 12 years older than my youngest brother, right? Sure. I've always been a bigger person. I walk up to this kid and go, listen, stop fucking with him. Because you pick on him, you're picking on me. Right. You want to pick on me? <laughs> Never bothered him again. Never, and then, like, it, the, the, the part, too, is that when his mom and my mom, when they were together, they were, he was good. And as soon as, they, picking on my brother. And I'm like, listen, stop. You pick on him, I'm gonna pick on you. Never right. happened again. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's, but that's the thing. It's like we have, we go back to to when we started the one of the earlier episodes with with my homie Justin, the tribe. It's like we've gotten so far away from the tribe. It's like yeah. now you have to have, for some reason, now we have this idea that we have to have this majority of people behind us or this loud, um, this loud group behind us to make as much noise as possible to get our point out there it's like you don't need that you just need a group of like-minded individuals not even like-minded individuals just a bunch of people that like each other for who they are i'm not agree with everything yeah but you know what i like you as a person like yogi i love you to death and i still badger you every goddamn day on instagram for a lot of your posts and you're like bro why do you keep doing this I'm like well I don't say of- why do you do no, it I know I know I but- say why are you so dumb about how you respond to me how am I so what <laughs> you'll just you'll just like respond with, to one of my stories with just some like asinine comment and then I'll give you a fucking like research article and you're like that's fucking dumb I know <laughs> I, the fact the fact that you still haven't realized I'm trying to troll you I can't tell what people are fucking I joking. Know. You expect me to be able to figure it out on Instagram? No, I don't. And that's what brings me little bits of You're joy in my life. You're a cunt. Agreed. Yeah. And I still love you. <laughs> it's going to take him two minutes for him to say it back to me. Just like your <laughs> oh, old Oh, no. I, 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 I acknowledged it and I chose not to say it. <laughs> <laughs> if he didn't love me, why would he do this podcast with me? Yeah. Because it's known. 
it's known. Yeah. yeah. It's also because he has a sweet studio apartment where uh, where I can do this. <laughs> hey, this is a one bedroom. Wife. Thank you very much. All right. Well, now we're just splitting hairs. <laughs> um. So yeah, now that we've gotten past our lovers' quarrel, uh, so we had race, um, sexual identity. Yeah. What else? Did we did we cover it? Race super. I feel well, like he we said, kinda... yeah, he said he said there's no black, there's no white. It was just Jamaican. Well, and then when he got over the here, culture shock here. Yeah. With how that. was how did you how did you attenuate to how did you? I got a good one. How did you ad- adapt to now people pushing identity on you that you never saw? Because when you come over here and you're an American now, now you're a black man. Mm-hmm. You're not Jamaican. Right. You're a black man. Yeah, how did you, I mean, how did you, cause, because you, did you notice people kind of treated you different? People act different in some cases and then other cases, it's, I guess, you're a trophy per se? Yeah. You know, yeah. like we talked about beforehand, they fetishize you they as fetishize a black man. black man. Yeah. Yeah. Like, some white women were like, oh, I got, I got a black man. Yeah. You know, and that's like. And then, and then two, like, uh, coming from predominantly black country, white women, you know, white girl. You know, it's not something you're used to, so now you're like, oh, yeah? But then you look, they, they start treating you and looking at you as like a prized possession or a trophy. Yeah, like you're, a, like you're, you're an animal. Thing. Yeah, right? You're, you're a pet. You're not a human being anymore. So, like, that, 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 that was also a shock. And, like, if you're not, like, mature enough to understand certain stuff you just let it take advantage of you yeah you know and then you know it happened to me a couple of times and i'm like yeah i don't want to that's not at, at this point in my life that's not where i want to be that's not what i want when where where were you what was the situation when you realized that they're like oh fuck i'm not really i'm not in her eyes i'm not an equal i am now i am a trophy boyfriend or a or a I'm an, exce- I'm an, I'm an accessory. Have- I'm like I'm like the equivalent of a nice spangly yeah. diamond bracelet. I'm just eye candy for her to parade around to her friends in her circle. At the end of the day, if you don't enjoy something, like when you don't have joy, you don't have stability, you don't have fun. I don't, I don't know why fun. we have to keep bringing my first marriage into this. Yeah, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, yeah, hey, I when, think when, it might be time to consider going back to therapy. I did. I just saw him. Oh, good. Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Yeah. When you get to, he a told me I gotta let go of it. I told him to go fuck himself. I said it's good content. Stop it. When you get to a certain point in your life and you realize that what you're in isn't what you want, mm. and that hit me when I hit like maybe thirty, thirty-one. But you were you were obviously in a relationship where you were the. I was divorced by then. You were divorced. Yeah. You'd been married before. I was married before. That's how fuck divorce yeah. works. High five, fucking, woo. Two-timer club. Didn't end great, but then you realize that, hey. So you got married. So you came over here and you got married. I came over here, got married. At, yeah, uh, uh, 25, 26. Okay. And then you, you realized eventually it's like, oh, I'm not, like, we're not equals in this relationship. Yeah, we're, things, yeah, yeah, like, you know, they, some people would want to use certain things against you because they know they can. Yeah. Yeah. When 
you get to that point. And then, like, I, I, at a certain point, I saw myself becoming a person that I didn't want to be. Yeah. And I just said, that's it. That's not what I want. I don't right. want to be that person anymore. You know, and that, that, at that point, that's when it, you know, it hit me. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Right. You know, never hit a woman. Would never. But it certain things just started to look like that's what you want. Cause that's what you're used to. Mm. Not doing that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but but the 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 older you get, and like I'm a person who's big on myself analysis. Mm. And you introspective. Can, yeah, you can look and say, "Yeah, this is this isn't going well." You know, I'm not. Am I happy? Is this what I want to do for the next? year couple of years rest of your life right yeah and if you come to the point where you start questioning certain stuff then you know it's time to move the fuck stepping on stepping away sometimes isn't always giving up yeah sometimes it's for the best sometimes it's the smartest fucking thing to do and then like even if you're in a relationship and like listen we yeah it's not working out let's step away you might eventually become better friends than you were uh, partners could be. Might. Could be. Yeah. I usually tend to burn all the bridges, but... Hey, then again, you burn the bridge. You never go back there. You don't have to... You no. avoid confrontation. I let the I'm light... I'm big on that. ...of the bridges I burn light my path in life. It was poetic. It was very beautiful. Very spiteful. But... Yeah. Um, and then after that, you were like, you know what? I'm... 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 I'm above all else. I am Adrian. I'm not... I'm not somebody's pet. I'm not yeah. somebody's fucking science experiment. I'm I am, not a piece of meat. I'm a man. Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. So, but yeah, like, if it, at the end of the day, it all came back to like, just looking into yourself and just realizing, hey, what do you want? Are you straight from what you want? Are you straight from what you originally thought of what you wanted to do? Mm-hmm. And that's essentially what, what it came down to. Yeah. It sounds like it's it's... Going back to what your mom put into your head, like, this is what you're capable of. Yeah. No one's going to take advantage of you. Yep. And so it's just coming back full circle with that. Yeah. It's got to know yourself. Yeah. You know, a lot of, it takes time for, especially men, it takes time for you to understand what you are. Oh. You know? You aren't kidding I me. Think it's, I think it's real hard for men because there's so much fetish, fetishization of what a man should be. Yeah. And not how to be one. And then, like, I, and it's interesting that your mom is the one that taught you that. Yeah. And then, like, when Chad initially uh, messaged me about coming on here, I told him, "Oh, bro, I could get cancer for this because my thoughts <laughs> on certain stuff is like." So you really different. haven't listened to our podcast, is what you're saying? Oh no, I have listened to it. <laughs> I'm just saying, I think like I think a lot of society on a whole treats men like second rate citizens it's women children and men and especially for black men you know we're we're behind that line i think i think that's i think that's a key distinction and i think that i think for men in general we are on the far side of the pendulum swinging Yeah. yeah And I think we're I think we're looked down on, but we're still top top of the food chain. We have the power, 
but we don't have the social credit. Yeah. yeah. We don't have the we we have all the power, but we're not popular. Especially white straight men, we're not popular. And I don't care. I'm not here to change anybody's fucking mind. My bills are paid. My daughter is taken care of. My wife is taken care of. My circle of friends know that I love them, would do anything for them. Yep. I can't change anybody else's mind. You know why? Because I don't give a fuck about anybody else. It's not, it's not my... In, in all honesty, it's not my place to change people's minds. You That's know great. what I mean? The yeah. people in my circle, my family, the people I care the most about, the people I have the most emotional investment in, are taken care of. And they know, just like you said, I may not say it, but they know yeah. I love them and I would lay my life down for them. And then, like, in, in, in every aspect of life, people have their own belief of what they think you are. Yeah. And then, even when they see that your thoughts on me, isn't actually what it is. It's not up to me to prove to you that Mm-mm. I'm not that guy. Mm-mm. It's your, your call. I don't yeah. care. I care about the people around me or people who care for me. Yeah. I care for who care for me. Right. If you're on the outside looking in and you're going to, oh, he's just, you know, another one of those big guys. Yeah. You know what people look at me all the time and say, you play football? <laughs> who, who do you play for? What position do you play? Yeah. But why? Because I'm six foot four. I'm a big guy. It means that I play some sport. Dude, you could have been a monster tight end. Oh boy! Listen, if if every time I got that line, somebody a scout came up to me, hey, what do you think? Shit, you think I wouldn't jump on it? I, I, I would hope you would. Of course I would. If it's even a hundred thousand dollars, I would. Fucking practice squad, you're still making half a Hell million. Hell yeah! Why wouldn't I? I but it's I like it's like yeah. the you know stereotypes, uh, and I believe in stereotypes. Don't get me wrong. There are some stereotypes that are true, mm. but at the same time, what's a true stereotype? I play sports because <laughs> you're black. I'm black and I'm six foot four. I, you got to play some sport. I did play sports growing up. Okay. I I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, you are a naturally gifted athlete. I think I whatever you that. would have done, I think you would that, have done I think that, well. I think, that, I think that should be a lot, and that's the thing. Like I find, I don't agree with that statement ninety nine percent of the time. Because but we I, all know it's true. We all know it's hard. We no. all know it's true that people. No, but we all know it's true that people come up to you and be like. You oh, yeah. know, oh, you're a big dude. What do you play? Yeah. It's like, yeah. we, we just know that's going to happen. Especially, yeah. and like you said, you're a big, well-built black dude. People yeah. are going to come up and be like, oh. You know what? what like, when what? people say it, I just smile. I expect it. It's not, you know, I don't take it as anything disrespectful. No, but it's just so dumb and hacky and played out. Yeah, but when people look at me and say, oh, you're, you're naturally gifted. No, bro, I work hard. I used to wake up in the mornings and run hills. Genetics don't mean shit if you don't no. use them. Yeah. Genetics don't mean shit if you don't use them. Just like people, I've seen some really don't mean shit if you don't use them. genetic. I've been people. over two hundred pounds since I was ten years old. I don't remember being under two hundred pounds. Neither do either of us. Yeah. So when somebody looks at me, we had to put you goes, on that side of the room so the whole apartment building didn't flip over. <laughs> when somebody looks at me and says, uh, "Oh yeah, you were a bit like no, I wasn't. Hmm. I was a pudgy kid growing up. Same. I was five foot six with two hundred pounds." Yep. Get, get, yeah, think we, about we, what that we, looks we like. We all have get 
born at some point. Thank God I got some growth spurred and I started doing some lifting. Hold on one second. We all get born at some I, point? I'm fucking tired, man. Shut the fuck. <laughs> Let's fucking move on. It was so easy to just move past that. It was so easy to just move past it, but I don't trust it. And you know what? We do get born at some point, so this fuck you. This is fair. This you is 100% what? fair. It's the truest thing you've ever said. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's 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 dumb, and people need to stop asking large, muscular men if they play sports because clearly they do. Shut up, Greg, and go back to your CPA firm. Yeah, the next person that walks up to me, just bring a contract. That's what I want. Bring That's me a fair. contract. I should start charging people for asking. You me should that just start handing out fucking like a couple weeks ago. I had to uh, do an oil change and um, get my um, inspection done. Yeah, and I had to go there twice because they messed up my tires. And the two times I went there, three different people within the same area asked me the same question. What sport do you play? Last guy walks up and goes, I got to ask you. You play football? As he asked that question, the first person that asked me the same question was walking by the waiting area. And she just smiled and started laughing. And I'm there dying. I'm like, oh, this never gets old. <laughs> I, think, I think part of it is just it's so out of the realm of cognizance for people to just be like, yeah, someone works out for the sake of working out. There always has to be a supplementary reason. Right. And it's going back to the whole point of like being able to push past that, oh, I think I'm going to get hurt versus I, I, I move past that. And uh, most people don't, so they have to associate size and athleticism with football, basketball, something. Yeah, it's, it's people need to assign something they can identify with yeah. to you to make you fit in their world. Yeah. And they can't understand, no, I'm this size because I am doing this thing that you have no familiarity with. Yeah, and I I'm enjoy a food. I like food. You Do don't it. get big and strong without it. Yeah. So, but it's it's almost it's almost uh like diminishing because you're you're now a one trick pony like you're Yeah. You're, you're nothing more than serving a purpose, and that's it, versus having an interest, a passion. Like, you're, you're, you are obsessed with the process versus yeah. the goal. But that goes back to worrying about what other people think. You know what I mean? Oh, because, yeah, because absolutely. That's, it's I'm just, just them trying to, trying to get the perspective. Their, their brain around the fact that there is somebody here this size yeah. with that build, and I don't know how to approach this giant person unless I ask them, do you do the thing that I know about? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, I don't. I do this other thing. And um, sorry. Yeah. Sure. Hey, listen, if I, if I could, I would have. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. Yeah. I wish I could have fucking, I would have joined the practice squad for the Giants. But it, it goes back to like, I know I'm going to be big. I've never been small. It goes back to what I said earlier. I'm going to be big. I'm going to be big the way I want to be. Yeah. You know, I'm not just, I don't want to just be the big guy. I want to be the big guy that I want to be. Yeah. Be the thing. Yeah. Big and strong. Yeah. It's the best way to fucking do it. Um, so what do you got? What do you got coming up? So right now, and I don't speak about it a lot, but everybody knows that I'm in prep for um, USBA Nationals coming up May 31st. Where's that going to be? It's going to be in Atlanta, Georgia. All right. So, so I'm trying to push the, I don't want to say push the limits. Cause I don't think I'm near 
the top end of what I could possibly do. But for mm-hmm. now, I'm pushing as hard as I can. Yeah. And the goal is to just hit some numbers I've never hit before. Yeah. So that's that's what I'm doing right now. And that's just, you know, you see just the social media stuff of me lifting. That's what I choose to present to you. Well, I think you're presenting the right things. <laughs> You got your 804 for a double up there, man. A couple man. weeks That's... ago, one of my classmates actually asked me if I could do a video about um, giving like uplifting, an uplifting statement to his class. My thing is... One of your classmates? One you... of my, yeah, when I went to college. Okay. Yeah, he's now a teacher in Jamaica. So I actually oh, nice. studied to be a phys ed teacher back home. That's, that's, oh, you'd kill it. Yeah, so I've, I've always been... When I realized that I enjoy sports, now I want to know... How to teach somebody. As mm. I learned earlier, I learned like after 1920, I'm like, I'm not going to get a scholarship to go overseas. Mm-hmm. So why don't I just learn how to teach somebody else how to do what I know mm. and just give off the information that I've learned over the years? Yeah. I ended up in um, teaching, teaching college, got a diploma in uh, phys ed. So I'm not just a jock. I'm actually, you know, I have some knowledge at the back of my head. You know, a lot of people see me and they're saying, oh, football is a dumb jock. <laughs> you know? and then, can, you, can you use that voice for the rest of the episode? I was about to no. say, bro, if, if nothing else, you can fall back on being a bomb-ass Kermit the Frog impersonator. Right? But, uh, yeah, like, my thing, like, and then it goes back to people just like, oh, you don't talk. You're an introvert. Well, I don't know you. You, you choose to talk to me I'll respond to you as professional as I can right you know I, I'm, I couldn't be an asshole but if you don't you, you don't bring that out you won't see it right you know I'm, I, I tell people I say this at work all the time I'm the nicest person you will never know <laughs> I like that you that's know? phenomenal I'm here to work I'm not here to make friends even my supervisor like my manager walks up to me one day my job is a performance-based job, right? Sure. You get the job done as fast as you can. He walks up to me and he's talking to me. Now, I'm, I'm talking and doing what I'm doing. In Jamaica, they have the statement, you ride and whistle. You ride and whistle? Ride and whistle. So I can talk and work. And he's like, you're not even staying still for me to have a conversation. I'm like, Keep up. you want me to do the job, right? If, if I stop and talk to you, will I get the job done? And he looks at me like, is he serious? But I, if I don't need to speak to management, I'm not going to have a conversation. I see people all the time walking in the supervisor's office just yapping away, killing time. That's, you know, I'm here to work. Mm-hmm. Sure, it's a little slow right now trying to buy hours. But guess what? The peace of mind of me being home and just laying in my couch doing nothing is greater than me being here for an additional 30 minutes not doing anything. Yeah, fucking A. And that's how I... That's, you know, that's my approach to life on a whole. So, like, people just want to do nothing. And I may get cancer for this statement. I think the average American are lazy. And in the statement that... I think that, we've said that every single episode. The statement that immigrants are taking our jobs is redundant. Yeah. There was nothing to take. There wouldn't be any immigrants taking it. I don't see any slash cut blonde haired white ladies in Mercedes lining up to pick fucking fruit every season, so they can shove that right up their ass. I've seen a lot of people come and go in my warehouse. A lot of people, straight people. Oh, I mean they they hire 
there's a reason the U.S. hires out from India and China PhDs because Americans yeah. won't do it. Yeah. And if you don't want to do the job, how can you say that I'm taking your job? How many people are going to walk around for eight hours and clock? What's the average amount of steps that people take? 10,000? That's like the all super high goal right? that Americans right. set for themselves. It's think, really think not that high. Think about 50 yeah. steps a night. 50 steps a 50, night? 50,000 steps a night. Oh, 50,000. My brother used to wear uh, one of those little pretty watches. Mm-hmm. It uh, clocks how much steps you take. Yeah. yeah. Average 50, 60. Yeah. That's in an eight-hour shift. Not talking about people ordering twice the amount or there's uh, some fire or something. Now I got to work 16 hours. I'm on my feet for 16 hours picking boxes. And I'm not talking a box that's 10 pounds. Sure, there are boxes that's six ounces, five pounds, but boxes go up to 90 pounds. I've seen a lot of people come grab those boxes and grab them the right way, hurt themselves. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of people who could do the job, but they're like, oh man, this shit is hard. Walks in the office and like, how much, how much holiday time do I have? You have none. You got nine, you got eight points. At my work, of nine points, you get you know, a walkout slip. You're like, oh, you know, you could, you could just quit. Like, I, can, I can quit? Man, I quit. <laughs> I've, seen, I've seen people come in, headset on, halfway in picking their selection, leave everything and just walk out. Fuck this shit. Yeah. Seen a lot of that. Yeah. That's, we're, that's pathetic. We're, well... Sure, inflation a, is a thing right no, now. We got a, we have a problem with work ethic. Yeah, we have a problem with work ethic. I, I completely agree. I don't, People don't want to earn their keep. I've never, I've never left a job unless I had another one lined up. Yeah, I've never, no matter how much the job sucked, I have never said fuck it, I'm out, and not had something else lined up because I have responsibilities. I have, I have sometimes you I have, just got to suck it up and make it happen. And then, but but you know what? What the other thing too, and this goes back to what you said, where 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 people are uh, not bettering themselves as far as like a job goes. It's, yeah. You you have to you have to be on the lookout. You you. Uh, Hate breed said it best. It was, um, and now I completely forgot it. Satisfaction is the death of desire. Was that it? I don't remember. It's been Fuck. a while since I've listened to them. Yeah, they're great. See, I don't know the, the what your statement you're making, but when so you get comfortable, yes, that's it. So, when you so being comfort, content, kill you, and content, content is death. Kill you. Yeah, if you it's, aren't looking every day for some way to yeah. better yourself, yep. you are not contributing anything. To Something society. that I that and I unless you've reached the pinnacle. If you, are, if you are the elite of the elite, like, you know what? Nobody's going to tell Usain Bolt to get better. Oh. It's like, all yeah. right, well, he's fucking yeah. way up there. But you know what? Nobody has to tell Usain yeah. Bolt to get better because his mind won't let him not get better in so, some way, so shape, So Usain or Bolt was originally a 400-meter runner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He didn't like the training. His coach said, for speed work, let's do 100-meter. He ran 10-point something. Yeah. For 400-meter, that's fast as hell. Fuck yeah. I was like, all right, you know what? Let's do it again. 10 flat. Oh, this looks good. But a part of it too, it didn't like the training for the 400 meter. To train for the 400 meter means that you have to 
run as fast as you can for 600 meters. Sure. 800 meters. But that's that's a thing too. It's it's the the other thing of being at the pinnacle is finding where you fit yeah. the best. Trial and error. Yeah, you can't just sit here and say, "Hey, I'm going to keep slamming my head in this wall right. until I do it the best out of everyone else." It's like, dumbass. Maybe you weren't built to slam your head in the wall the best. Maybe you move two inches to the fucking right, and all of a sudden you find the hallway, yeah. and now you're the best. You know what I mean? Like you have to find where you fit and just you you can't you can't be content i mean if you want to be great and you want to be fulfilled you can't be content yeah. you always have to do something and, and that's I don't think that's an issue i have with you know that's an issue i have with my wife yeah. with 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 doing this podcast she goes so now you have your daytime job you have jujitsu which you do six to seven times a week and now you're doing the podcast too? Mm-hmm. And I go, well, yes, because I enjoy podcasts. It's something that interests me greatly. I love the audio medium. I yeah. love doing this. I love talking to people. Yeah. And I don't get to do that in my day job. And it's something I can monetize mm-hmm. because guess what? I don't want to drive a truck for, for the, the next year 25 years yeah. and then retire. You create structure. I want to have something where I can go... And I can make I can make a living off fuck it, say two to five thousand people heavily invested in me. Yeah. Are gonna pay my way now. And I can make a very comfortable living yeah. doing what I want, creating more content, putting more things out there, hopefully being beneficial to more people, giving my daughter the best life possible. Right. Giving my wife a better life. And I don't need to be confined by that nine to five work regimen anymore. Right. I mean, that, it, it should just be appreciated that you don't want to be stagnant. No. Like that's, I don't think I could ever want a partner that doesn't want more. Hmm. I think, I don't, I don't, I don't think that life is like a game, but I think if everybody is able to find their cheat code in life, mm-hmm. that, that one thing that yeah. you're good at and you can make money at it, yeah, go after it. Yeah. If you if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Like my older brother, he enjoys music. He bought a camera, got his own little setup and stuff, and he does on weekends. He does uh, video videography. Oh, that's he just awesome. started classes for it too. That's, that's great. Yeah. That's and every dope. day he's on me, he's like, yo, for your videos, you should start Instagram or TikTok or and I'm like, eh, so saturated. He's like, Yeah, but there's only one you. That's a good point. Yo, that's a fucking That's a good point. You know? He's a that's a fucking smart man right yeah. there. That's awesome. That's yeah. that's a and that's a great way to look at it. And like, yeah, yeah, it's all saturated, but Yeah, there's only one. And he started you. he started um what he's doing, I don't think anybody's ever done it because he's well. People do it, you know, but how he does it, like he, his camera, he goes to like shows, he does uh, videography, records the shows, and he puts it up on YouTube, monetize mm-hmm. it, make some money. And like I said, at my work right now, there's it's a little slow, so he's able to possibly get some money from YouTube. I just YouTube isn't what it used to be. What's his channel? What's his What's his YouTube uh, channel? I think it's called Fiwi Reggae Dancehall. He's big. Everything is around dancehall. You're dance gonna have music. to spell that out. Oh yeah, F I W I Reggae Dancehall. Okay, we'll put it in the show on YouTube. Yeah. So sure. basically, like Fiwi means hours. Fiwi means hours. Fiwi means hours. Right. Fiwi. Yeah. 
Reggae dancer. For we. Fee we. Fee we. F I W. Reggae dancer. For us. Essentially for us. Okay. Fee we reggae dance hall on YouTube. That's Adrian's brother who is. Andre Bennett or Dre Sean. Dre Sean. And. and Shout out to Dre Sean. Yeah. He looks nothing like me though. Five foot seven. Dreads. Nothing like me. So you're the Jamaican twins. I'm the black sheep, but I'm like the lighter black sheep. <laughs> All my brothers look alike. I'm the only one that doesn't look alike. Like any of them. Okay. Do you I got all fit? the recessive genes. Hell yeah, I fit. We're all Jamaicans. And that's that one of the culture shocks too is like, when I came to America, everybody's like, oh, this is my half brother. I got two other brothers by my mom's side. Mm-hmm. None of us are the same dad. We mm-hmm. never say half brother. That's my brother right there. Yeah. But, like, you know, stuff like that, half-brother, half this. No, that's my brother. I always thought that was weird, especially, like, when you grew up with them yeah. from the jump. Like, they weren't introduced later. Like, what's the fucking point of... Why do you have to add the half? Yeah. Like, you, don't, you, you don't care for me as much as you care for the other one? I only love you half as much. Yeah, yeah. like... I mean, I, my, I met my stepbrother when we were 12. I don't call him my stepbrother. Yeah, that's my brother right there. What? Charlie? No. That's that's my biological brother. Yeah. My my stepbrother's Cody. Oh. Uh, and then the like that's my adopted brother. Ah, come on. Yeah, that might yeah. not be blood, but he's just you know, I never brother. Grew, I got I have a cousin that I grew up with. And mind you, I don't talk to him now because he chose a different path and he tried to be overly aggressive towards my mom. Mm-mm. But overly aggressive? I don't think you really have to tolerate it. So that's any kind one of, of the times my mom heard me curse. Mm. Right? So, might like no. Yeah. And then I was more impulsive, but I also wasn't as big. No. You know. Laying the law down. Yeah. I try, yeah, and and I told like he's chilled. No, he's like more respectable. No, but I told my mom, listen, if I come home and he's get me a ticket, let me get out as soon as. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, and I'm not a troublemaker by any means whatsoever. No, nobody. But like that. I said, I don't take bullshit. And I don't 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 come at my people who I care about no. a certain way. No, and that's and you know what, that's that's the biggest thing with 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 anybody nowadays is what you should worry about is not what everybody else is doing, but are the people around you and the people you love and the people you care about are you taking care of them to the best of your ability? Are you fulfilling that? that hole that they need you to fill. Are you making sure that they're good? Fuck what people think on the internet. Fuck what people think on social media. Are the people who are directly affected by you, are you being the best you that you can be to help them, to fulfill them? One of the things that motivates me too is I love when people talk shit. No. Oh, I love it. No. I say I don't, so I have this uh. You know this whole podcast started out of spite, right? So I, I love the fuck it. My, my, my mentality is like, fuck it. I remember when I first started the gym, I was squatting 585, maybe not that good, right? Because I, I didn't know what powerlifting was. And somebody said I would never squat 700 the way I squat. And I was like, okay, me prove you wrong. So I like proving people wrong. I, I, don't, I don't care what you say about me, but I do care because it fuels the fire. Mm-hmm. I want you to say it. And like when, whenever people are like people, I start getting too comfortable when I hear somebody say, "Shout out Nick Bagnardi." <laughs> he texts me one day and said, 
do you think this guy is close to your total? And I said, what the fuck did you just say? <laughs> and he said, he texted, he said, same text. Do you think this guy is close? And I go, don't fucking disrespect me again. <laughs> <laughs> Love Nick. Yeah. But he'll do that. And I'm, I, and yeah. Like people like those, I like people like those. Yeah. And then there were people who were talking a bunch of shit. And I proved them wrong. I know they're trying to talk to me. Remember, I said I was petty, right? Yeah. Don't come near me. Don't me fuck too. away from me. Fuck you yeah. followed me. You never followed me all this time. You were talking all that shit. No, when I proved you wrong, you started following me. You now you want to be a dick. Follow you. You want to be a dick rider. And I'm gonna, then, I'm yeah. gonna, you know what's gonna happen? I'm gonna start posting all the shit you were saying I couldn't do. Mm-hmm. Put it, in, comment, leave comments on my video. Great job, bud. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry, I, I liked your video. <laughs> Apologize. Oh, some petty. I don't like. I don't like people. <laughs> Love people, but I don't like people. Who did same? You know. And it's, it's weird, right? It's contradicted. It's not weird at all. It's not weird at all. I, I Have dis- you met people? They're I all assholes. people. And people are like, oh, I'm the friendliest person you will never know. I know. I love that. Put that That's on a goddamn solid. t-shirt. And I'm so, I'm so straightforward. I don't know how to beat around the bush a lot of times. You know? And that's like one of the reasons why like, I change my ways. Because I, I want to be with a woman that I can actually talk to. And not have to like worry about, should I say this or mm. should I say it? You know, like I got to think about what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. You shouldn't have to. You, honestly, if you have the right people around you, you're never going to have to think about what you say. Because never. what you say, whether it's the most off the wall shit. If it's the most off-the-wall shit, they're going to know you're fucking with them. And I'm one of the most... Like, my thoughts are random. So, I'm, I'll be on the phone speaking with somebody. And out of nowhere, I just say something. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. It Fuck came it. to my mind and I wanted to say it. Yeah. Now it's out there. Before I forget it. Now it's out there. That's just, you know... I'm a random guy, but I'm all... You know, I, I think... No, I think. Yeah. I think no. Before I was impulsive, no, I think about my actions. <laughs> I think about what will happen if I do something before I do it. Yeah. I was at work one time and this guy called me the N-word. Oh, I said, what oh, you say? Oh, what the fuck, dude? I said, bro, what, what you say? He's like... Like with a, with a hard R? With a, with a hard R. Oh, and I'm boy. like... Then he starts going, I never said the, the hard R. I said the A. And I'm like, bro, just stop. Just stop. He keeps going. And, and there was a guy in the, the three of us, another white guy in there, and he goes, you should tell the supervisor because he's missing for half an hour. I guarantee he's looking for a supervisor. I go, and, and as, as a black person, you're like, yeah, that's all right. There's a statement. It's like, do the white way. Not the right way, the white way. What would a white guy do? Yeah, oh, that's smart. Not the um, cultural shock like yeah. You say something, man, I don't like it. I, t- I just tell you to your face. Listen, go fuck yourself. Yeah. You ever try that shit outside of here? We'll knock you out. Yeah. But the white way is keep go. calm. Go tell the supervisor what happened. Let them know that interaction. Yeah. I got suspended for three days. Because you told him you'd knock him out? After no, you because you. I told the supervisor what happened. Wait, Wait what? What? Yeah. Why'd you there, get there suspended? They had to do an investigation. So they suspended they you suspended for three days? They suspended me, suspended the guy. 
Not the third guy though, just the two of right, us. Yeah. There. Yeah. Suspended us, but I got paid. Okay. So right, well, how did that turn so out? So wait, you got a three day vacation. Now. I got a three day vacation. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. And me all like right. a dumbass saw the phone call on the third day and answered it. <laughs> and then I answered it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, we did our investigation. You're good to get back to work." And I'm like, "Tomorrow? Can I have the week?" He's like, "Well, you answered the phone." Ah, you oh, could so have noted for two more days. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, oh boy. One more, another bit of culture shock. And I, I know the, the I know the number. And I know exactly who was calling me. <laughs> Shouldn't have answered. Nope. Should I, I? I could have answered on. So I, I got the call on. I worked nights, mm. so I got the call the Wednesday afternoon. Mm-hmm. In all honesty, he could have said you can come back to work tonight because I got the call at like twelve. But I worked nights, so. Technically, I can't get back to work until the next day. Sure. So I went back to work on Thursday. No, if right. I had answered, if I had not answered on Thursday, I could go. Just give me the week. Maybe it would be more blessed at one day. What are you gonna do yeah. in one day? <laughs> you know. Yep. But yep. about yeah, you know, like certain things, like I don't say the N word. It's not no. a thing for me. No, you know, that's a, that's like another thing. I hear did it you, in the music. Did, did you did you ever? Let, let me ask you that. Did you ever hear the word? In Jamaica, we heard you it came in the music. Here. Really, in the music, it's not. We don't say that. Was it? I so I think of I think of that word as solely American. It is strictly yeah. American. It's solely American. So strictly American. No, am I saying that in the days of slavery in Jamaica that wasn't a word that was used? Maybe, but we have different slangs that we used to, you know, call each other. Even curse words. Like it depends on the tone that you use a curse words sure. too. Like. If I see a friend, I'll go, you know, a, a simple, like a, a curse word is pussy hole. Pussy hole? Pussy hole. Pussy hole? Pussy hole. Okie dokie. Right? We all know what a pussy is. We all know what the hole is. Right? I, I've often seen those so, two things together. Right. So, <laughs> it, depending on your tone, it could be aggressive. could yeah. be nice. I see a guy that, I see a friend that I haven't seen. I go, yo, pussy hole. Your tone. Yeah. I'm not coming at him aggressive. He knows exactly what I mean. Like, Yo, what's up, bro? Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. No, if and I come here, you no, know, and everybody's like, and 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 I'm like, bro, don't call me that. Yeah, that the other day I was at work and a guy goes, You should he said something and he used the N-word and I walk up to him and I go, What the fuck you just say? And he goes, You heard what I said. I heard mm-hmm. you say that yesterday. I was like, I'm singing a song. Have I ever referred to you as that? He's like, no. And then afterwards, another guy walks up to me. You really don't like that word, do you? And I'm like, it's not a thing for me. Yeah. I'm like, you could say whatever you want. But yeah. again, if you say it to me, it depends on your tone. Mm. I take, like, and one of, the, one of my biggest issues is that text messages, I mm-hmm. can't read context in text messages. Nobody can. Right? Nobody can. So somebody texts me and put smiley face. I think you're smiling. You could be aggressive. Mm. But you text and you put... If you if you send a joke to me, you don't put LOL. It's just words to me. Yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. put a smiley face. It's just words to me. So like, a present girl would message me, and I'm like, what are you saying? So I hate texting. I rather hear your voice so I can hear the sound, your tone, and I can yeah. put context to the conversation, even if it's a voice note. Yeah. You know, I put context to it, but can't i don't know how to differentiate and people i take everything literal and that's one of the issues like if if you're 
you're joking, you come at me aggressive with a straight face. I get defensive now, I'm like, are you joking? You're trying to be serious. Because mm-hmm. my initial reaction is not to defend myself. And if you keep doing it, I'm like, yo, listen, just stay away from me. Yeah. I'm joking, I'm joking. I don't fucking know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You take things so literal. Yes, I do. Yeah, it's called context clues, yeah. motherfucker. You know, like, I, that's, that's one of the things that, that keeps me away from, like, bad interactions. People get too familiar too quick. Yeah. They just do. They just assume that... that I, you know what? I don't even know what they assume. Like, I'm not joking with you if I don't know you right. on a personal level. You and know I, what I mean? I, I'm going to have to edit out all that mic moves. No, you're not. Yes, it's I not am. A big I'm deal. literally you're looking real. at the fucking... It's okay. The, 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 the waveform it's right okay. now. It's all right. I, it's great. It's phenomenal. Yeah. You'll be okay. How was it not editing out you knocking the cat off in a... I left that shit in because oh, okay. it was funny as fuck. So it's okay when you fuck up. Got it. I went. That was a coffee incident. The cat, not the drink. And you went, yeah, because it's her fault. And I laughed very hard. So I'm assuming our. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you. <laughs> By the way, it's a great interaction between you guys. Oh, thank we've. You. Funny story about us is when we first met each other, we did not like each other. Oh, like every good relationship. Yeah. We did not like each other. Did and I just... Did you remember I told you I love my brother and all? Never liked that fucker growing up. <laughs> I did not. I despised him. He was a better looking guy. He had all the girls. Is this Treshawn? Yeah. All right. Oh, he's a good looking guy. Look him up on Instagram. Seaweed reggae dance hall oh, yeah. on YouTube. Good looking guy. Nice dark Your skin. Got dreads. Yeah. Start, don't, don't DM him though. He's married. I'm not, I won't. No, well, not you. <laughs> you know, you never know. He's an attractive guy. Okay. I, sorry, Dre, Sean. I won't be. Sorry. Oh. But yeah, like every relationship. I don't think a lot of relationship, even, I don't think, like, a guy will see a woman. Yep. Really like her. He likes her. She might just despise him because you look like a fucking crazy person. Yeah. Until you yeah. get to know the person. I had this conversation at work. And I was like, you've never had a woman friend that be- ended up being your friend. But at some point, you thought she was attractive. The guy goes, you want me to tell you something? Um, I had a friend. She was ugly to me. And then after six months, I found her so attractive. Mm. Yeah. It happens every, in every form of relationship. Yeah. You know, so like every relationship started so a little shaky. Yeah, I don't, we, uh, we didn't like each other. Neither one of us were in a good place. Um, I spent most of my time in a whiskey bottle. Uh, he was trying to be a vegan. Um, <laughs> what's that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A vegan? Yeah. It's where they don't eat. I wasn't vegan, good food. I was vegetarian. Oh, you're vegetarian? Oh. Yeah. You just eat vegetables. Um, Isn't that vegan? No, a, no, ve- no, no. a vegan, a vegan eats. No, a vegan tries to fool themselves. A vegan eats no dairy, no eggs, no meat. Oh, but the vegetarians they, just don't. They eat find meat. horribly fried gluten shit that looks. It's you know what we're made with a do. bunch of chemicals. Yeah, they're just awful people yeah. all around. Um, 
not really. Vegans are fine. Uh, and then we, we actually reconnected because I started doing jujitsu. Like, so we took, we, we hadn't seen each other in, God, uh, 20. When was the strongman competition? No, well, it was after that, remember? Because I, we met up at Larkfest. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that was 22. We got along fine then. 15, oh, I was shit hammered. Um, so we didn't see each other for five years right. and then I got back to jiu-jitsu and it just so happened that that was the same place he had been to ju- yeah, do jiu-jitsu right. for what six years I have no idea for a while and he came in I'm like oh hey and so we started rolling and trying to strangle each other mm-hmm. and then we got back to talking again and we both found out that through talking to jiu-jitsu that we had both been on this journey for mental health we had each gone through therapy we had each found a whole bunch of stuff out about right. ourselves how we needed to fix ourselves, where we needed to go. And we started meeting up and like having like dinners where one of us, usually me, was going through some shit and just right. needed to talk. So we'd meet up, we'd get drinks, we'd get food, and we'd talk, and we'd talk, and we'd talk. And then one day I, was, I said, why don't we just do a goddamn podcast? Because right. every time we, we get together and talk, we have really good conversation, it's right. really engaging, and we always come away finding something out about one or the other. It and also helped that we a did lot of a lot of psychedelics together. What you guys <laughs> allegedly. You know, a lot of people don't have that. Somebody to talk to. Somebody yeah. who can relate. Yeah. And who is impartial. Yeah. Because a lot of people have yes men in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And like, you do something wrong, I'm, I'm going to tell you that, yo, that was fucked up. Am I going to back you up in the moment? Yeah. Sure. But once you get out of that, once you're safe. Behind closed doors. You put me in danger. What the fuck yeah. was that? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's what my mom taught me. If, you, if I can't tell you the truth, then I'm not your friend. If you can't tell me the truth, you're not my friend. I don't want you around because right. you're just going to influence me to do the same bullshit over and over and over again. Right. And if you got somebody you can talk to, you know, it's going to tell you the truth. I don't think that's the right way. Because even when that interaction happened in the gym, I spoke to my girl and she, she was like, why did you react that way? You know, she was telling me the right things. Mm. Was that what I wanted to hear? I said, no. you know, uh, let me be honest with you. I think we should talk later on. No, I didn't want, I, one and the one thing that I told myself that in any relationship that I'm in, I'm not gonna curse mm. at any at my partner yeah. anymore. Oof. You know, that's a, that's a yeah, that's a admirable thing. And then like, I'm bigger than her. Yeah, you know. She's tall too, big girl, but so, uh, you train her at the gym every now and again. Okay, when she makes a visit. But I said I told myself I'm the B word. I'm delete that. Yeah, I'm I not need gonna, to do better at that. You know, if we're angry, I'm not gonna raise my voice because I, I know what can happen. Too. When I get angry and I raise my voice, I yeah. start getting chills, and then what's gonna happen after? I get overly aggressive. Mm-hmm. Like. I let her be the load and I'm like, why are you so loaded right now? Just chill out. Yeah. Because I know... I had a relationship fall apart because I had a rule where I wouldn't argue. Oh, yeah, no. And she just was so accustomed to arguing with her partner that she couldn't... Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that's why I'm divorced. You know? Uh, I mean, along with me not being a good person at some point. Well, it happens. But you grow and you learn. That's it. It's all about... You have to evolve... You can't, again, you can't stay stagnant. Yeah. But, so let's, um, let's wrap this up because I have this, this one gram pre-roll that you and I got to smoke. 
Oh yeah. And uh, but I want to know what's next for you because I, I obviously I've I met you at the gym when when you were first coming into this the, the strength sports stuff like like really coming into it. Yeah. And I, I I gotta reiterate how awesome it's been to watch your journey and just see you grow as a lifter and see you grow with your strength. And then to get to know you as a person has been phenomenal as well, yeah. because I really respect you for 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 just who you are as a human being. Yeah. It's just a, a, a great thing to see. I love to see I love to see good people succeed right. and reach their goals because it just means that somewhere out there something is right in the world. Right. Yeah. So what's I mean, what's what's next for you? You know, like what's what do you have? What's your next step? Do you think? So my, my, my ultimate goal is to be able to, like you said earlier about yourself, is to be able to take care of my family. Mm-hmm. Now, in the very near future, I don't necessarily know what that is. So I don't think I've actually found what my cheat code is. Mm-hmm. And maybe I'm sitting on it and not know. Mm-hmm. But eventually I'll start, start coaching again, online coaching. Because before I used to be a personal trainer. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't like the hour so started this job that I'm doing now so eventually mm-hmm. all the stuff that I've learned I also want to impart that knowledge I've started with a few people uh, there's I have two people that I work with right now mm-hmm. and that's just me understanding what I'm doing even more yeah. so than before but yeah eventually I'll start full on online coaching and even maybe a few one on one sessions here mm-hmm. and there but that's the goal for now uh, go back to school Learn more. You can never learn enough. Again, and then like going in a classroom doesn't necessarily mean good. You know, you can learn a lot online. So that's a just get more educated on stuff that I want to do more personable. Learn some marketing stuff. Never know. And eventually, at some point this year, I also want to do a podcast myself because I, like I, I have views on certain stuff that I want to speak on, and mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want to be boxed into. A certain section. I want to be able. To, I love sports. Love lifting. Mm-hmm. I enjoy life. And at some point, I have friends who know UFC. I have people who know business. At some point, I want to have a conversation with them. They can teach me a few things. What What's the IRA stuff like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So that's if, essentially what I want to do is just branch off, learn, see if I can find my cheat code. Finally. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's that's the goal right now. I respect well, in the meantime, the if you that. want to get any of those opinions out, you come back on. We'd love to have you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this has been great. Um, Yogi, any final thoughts? No, this has just been dope. Yeah? Yeah. This was... I think this is one of our most more well-rounded podcast episodes. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else. Um no, if I mean, uh, the, my 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 closing thoughts would just be like honing in on the, these two comments that you made about your mom setting the standard for you. God, you were such a fucking bitch. It's my cat. Anyway, uh, your mom setting the standard for you as a man, and then um, you not you you caring less about the goals and the process. Like that, those are two things that I think really are incredibly important for men you know learning how to be a man from not just men but and also what are you smirking at 
the cat. Oh. That was masterfully done. Oh, thank you. Much better than my side swipe <laughs> to knock over <laughs> all the recording equipment here against the wall. But yeah, wow. you know, learning how to be masculine from not just men and, uh, you know, caring about what you do and not just where you end up. Yeah. I think, so. and then like, I think a lot of things too is that there's a lot of pressure on men to be men, but you, that doesn't happen overnight. No, you know, not I at think, all. And then the, in the grand scheme of things, life is like a picture, right? In every picture, there's a pixel. And if you take that picture, pixel by pixel, and you try to make that pixel as best as you can, eventually you'll end up with a masterpiece. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's how I look at life. So right now, I'm, I'm just at a certain point in my life where that pixel is what I'm trying to fix. Yeah. Fuck yeah. I like that. Yep. Making a mountain one pebble at a time. Yeah. Everybody's a philosopher. You just have to find your own, you know, your... Not everybody. Your Most people are dipshits. Oh, yeah. Even then, you know, you can have a dipshit philosopher. <laughs> it's kind of why we ended up in the state of this, um, this country as it is, so... Yeah. Not every thought is a fact, but a fact is a fact. Everybody has an opinion. This is true. It's just yeah. like an asshole. They all no, actually, that's and not they true. all stink. Yeah. Not everyone has an asshole. Uh, so yeah, so this has been another wonderful episode. If you guys want to contact us, we are beautifulbarbarians at yahoo.com. We're also on Instagram, beautifulbarbarianspodcast. You'll Instagram. find us. You'll find us. Um, Adrian, where are you, what are you on Instagram? Yo underscore Adrian eight seven six. That Rocky. Yo Adrian on Instagram. On Instagram. Not Adrian. Oh yeah. Is it? Yo underscore Adrian. I don't know why I'm questioning you on your Instagram. Like mm-hmm. I'm being an asshole. Um, <laughs> and uh, again, I want to remind everybody that on May twenty first, the Beautiful Barbarians podcast is sponsoring the Balance and Flow Invitational, no time limit, sub only. Cash prize grappling super fight card down at Gorilla Brazilian Jiu Jitsu Academy in Mawa, New Jersey. Uh, you can find them on Balance and Flow Invitational on Instagram, Gorilla BJJ Academy on Instagram, and uh, please come check it out. Or you can also get the live stream on the Gorilla BJJ Academy YouTube page. Uh, again, it's the only cash prize sub only no time limit super fight card tournament in the northeast uh so please check it out at least um go and give them a follow they're great people and they're doing an awesome thing so we love you all and uh do us a favor and please uh rate review and subscribe to the podcast it helps us out and we will see you all next week we love you bye